to all my heavy hitters and lockdown defenders. Welcome to Sports Talk with Coach and Kurt, episode 100. We back in the building, man, each and every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I know you're popping the platform where you get your podcast from. That's right. Like the beam, like the beam. We are back in the building, man. Episode 100. We have hit the century mark with the Sports Talk and Coach and Kurt brand on the Lockdown Divas Podcast Network, man. I'm your host, Coach Defense, alongside Coach Kurt, man. We are the Misfits of the Airways, back in the building once again, man. And we got a jam-packed show for you here today. We, this is the 100th episode Super Show. We have brought in numerous guests. Any guests that you've probably seen in the, in the last uh, six to eight months, they're here in the building tonight, man. And we're going to bring them in, man. So let's start off with my guy, Coach Mike Dub. What's happening, good brother? The Nixon uh, Commander's Insider of the Podcast Network. What's happening, good brother? Absolutely. All right. All right. All right. Turn your mic up a little bit. Turn your mic up a little bit. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We got Coach Mike Dub in the building. Next up, our guy, International Rail. International Rail. Fresh off a plane from Dubai back in the building. Jumped off the plane from Dubai to come and join the podcast tonight, man. I'm Philadelphia Insider, everything 76ers and Eagles news, man. What's happening, good brother? Happy to be here as always, man. Let's get it started. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And my guy, Coach Trez, our Dallas insider, Mavericks, all thing Mavericks. What's going on there, good brother? What's happening, man? I'm Jason Tatum doppelganger. That's it. That's that's Jason Tatum's little brother right there. Ain't nothing, man. Ain't nothing, man. Appreciate you being here. Appreciate you being here. Last but not least, I got Air Retro DK5. All things new as far as the NBA and NFL is concerned, directly related to the Washington Wizards and the San Francisco 49ers, man. What's happening over there, good brother? What's going on? Congrats on the 100. Appreciate that. Appreciate that, man. You know, it's been, it's definitely been a grind. It's been rewarding, man. Y'all been a part of this thing. Uh, you know, throughout these uh, process in the last couple of years, man, I want to thank y'all for being here again today, as well as giving y'all uh, giving y'all a lot of attention in the last few episodes that I've been on on the air. And man, we're gonna do it big, man. We got Coach D. Bev coming in through uh, about uh, about an hour before the NFL segment. He's gonna do some Ravens talk about this Lamar Jackson situation. We're gonna get into that and him and uh, OBJ whether or not they can uh, find a way to get him signed. But man, listen, the, the last hundred episode is perfect timing, man. This thing is no ordained; it's not a game. It is right in line with the NBA playoffs. It is it is ready to roll. It is ready to roll. But before we do that, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, our, one of our Lakers uh, fans and uh, part of Lakers fanatics. Uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, in this in this celebration of, of what we're going through right now, the hundredth episode, she uh, she recently dealt with a tragedy. Her nephew was uh, unceremoniously murdered or killed in a car accident. And uh, we just want to mm. show her love real quick, man. Uh, a guy is so beautiful, me Raquel on uh, Twitter. Um, Cheryl, her nephew passed away. Four month year old nephew passed away, and uh, we just want to give her a quick shout out, man, and uh, and give our praise and condolences to her, man. And if you have any have it in your heart, man, if you listen to this podcast live or you listen to it on uh, replay, man, uh, we got a quick link to show y'all. Uh, she is uh, doing a GoFundMe for her nephew. Uh, you know, the link is on my Twitter at Lockdown Defense. It's pinned to my tw- it's pinned to my Twitter. And the link will be in the description of the video. So if you can find it in your heart to donate to that particular cause, please do so. Um, give her give her and her family some help. Uh, like I said, her four-month-year-old nephew died in a car accident recently, and man, we're gonna give her a quick shout out, man. And hopefully that the, the family can uh, be strong in this time of need, man. So uh do a quick shout out for that. But as we get into the show, man, it's definitely gonna be a good epic episode, man. We're gonna start off this show, man, with uh everything uh New York Knicks, man. We're gonna talk about 
what's going on with the Knicks. But before we do that, I got a quick uh, little special preview for my, my man Mike Dub here. What, take a listen. Just give me your hot take, like your, your big prediction for this year. Oh, we make the playoffs. My hot takes. We make, it's not even a hot take. We're making the playoffs. We have to make the playoffs. We have to. Just find a way to win. That's that's the bottom line. Playing hard, playing for my team, just bringing energy every day, every game. Stick with the process, getting better every day. Keep pushing, try to take it day by day. One day at a time. Oh, one play at a time. We just worry about the next game. Just got to build each day. The approach stays the same, whatever it takes to win. One day at a time. Just going out there, playing hard, leaving it all out there. I continue to learn, continue to grow while we're winning. Playing unselfish, playing for one another, kind of playing for something, including themselves. We just got to continue to make ourselves better as we keep going forward. Play together, play hard, focus on winning that game, winning the next game. You just keep playing on Winning is way more fun. Quick little hype video for you. Quick little hype video. So the Knicks, the Knicks are in the playoffs, man. Outright, we we not doing no playing business. We they in the playoffs, man. We riding high, and uh, we want to talk about the, this franchise, man, and how far we think they can go. And we're gonna get the panels the input on what Coach Mike Dub has to bring as far as the contest is concerned. But I'm gonna turn it over to him. Let us let give us a breakdown of what we think, how they finish the season, and where is this train rolling to. Can y'all hear him? I'm having nah. No, nah, it's low. It's yeah. low. He's so excited. So excited the Knicks are back in the playoff. It's muted out hey. his microphone. That's what hey, happens. Man. That's what happened. Yep, still low. Still low. Still, still low. low. Yeah. And uh, now you muted. Hold on. Now you muted. Yeah. Unmute your mic real quick. What about now? Still up? There we go. Oh, we good, good now. We is. good now. Don't let go, Mark man. Cuban hold you down. Don't let Look, Mark man. Cuban hold you down. Listen, listen. I had goosebumps through the, through the video. I was probably pressing buttons, man. I just got excited. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, man, I mean, in, in all honesty, you know, it's. I think this is, what, the second time in 10 years we made the playoffs. Uh, 13, we made it. Obviously, two years ago, we made it. So it's, it's not often that it happens, but I think, whether you're a Knicks fan or not, you can agree the NBA is just a little bit better when the Knicks are competing. You know, when the Knicks are in the playoff, I don't know if anybody's ever been to the Garden, but if you've been in the Garden for just a regular season game, it's amazing, let alone postseason. It's good for the NBA. So I think everybody, um, you know, whether you're rooting for them or not, it's good to see that atmosphere. Uh, so the video, prime example, man, um, I like our team. I like our team. I think the first time I was on here, we talked about them. Um, I, I saw us as as like a low seed, so we definitely, sir, you know, superseded my expectations. As I think a lot of fans did, as a lot of fans' expectations. Um, so you know, we we like this team, and this is a very likable team. You know, guys like Grimes, guys like um, you know, quickly IQ, um, Brunson. Of course, we love the way that you know he's he's came in and, and just taking us to that next level. It's a likable team. Um, you know, obviously, at last time I was on here, do I think we're a championship com- contender? You know, that's hard to say. It's, it's hard to give us that title. I still am a realistic fan. But this playoff push is going to be big, not just for this year, but setting the foundation for who we can attract in the future, which is, I think, the the more important issue. Um, it might not be this year that we can that we're built to win it all. But what we can show is that we're a stable franchise. we got a bright future. We're young. we got depth. Um, you know, who doesn't want to play in the garden? Like I said, when we're better, the NBA is better. So, you know, it's, it's all about setting that foundation going forward. But I will say for the record, and I know we're going to get the predictions later, 
for the record, I got Knicks and six for this first series. Oh, <laughs> you should see the panel's reaction. Everybody's eyes got big when you said I that. I see Knicks, it. I love it. Knicks and six. It. Okay. All right. Six. Hey, yeah. man. I, I'm not mad at you, man. Be confident in your squad, right? Yes, so sir. the Knicks, yeah. they finished 47 35, which is definitely a great record. Fifth, fifth seed in the in Eastern Conference. Uh, leading scores with Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson. And Jalen Brunson was also your leading assist, man. Mm-hmm. Um, again, y'all go against the Cavs in the first round, man. So you sent Cavs in six. So what does the panel Knicks. have to say for that? Knicks and six. Knicks yeah. and six. So what the panel got to say for that? I'm going to start with my guy, DK5. I see him chomping. I know you got <laughs> something to say. As hey, a Wizards fan, what you got to say? As a Wizards fan, what you got to say <laughs> hey, that? Hey, look, you know, as a Wizards fan, I don't, I don't mess with no other teams for real. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the Knicks, I will say this. That Jalen Brunson signing was one of the best free agent signings I've seen in a while. Like, mm-hmm. he he turned y'all whole, whole season around. I ain't know he was that good. I know he was nice at Dallas, but I ain't know he was gonna be that good. Yeah. But I, it's that's that's the that's the one series I'm interested to watch every game in because I think it's gonna go down to the wire. Because yeah. you know Donovan Mitchell, he's from New York, so he's gonna be one to show off. Absolutely, this gonna, be, this gonna be like a revenge game or something for him. So I'm still going with the Cavs, in I say in six. Okay, so I okay. go. With Okay, Cavs and six. Okay, Rail, what you got? What you got for this? As for, as a fellow Eastern Conference guy, what you got on this series? Um, yeah, I agree with uh, Jalen Brunson signing. That was crazy. That was that 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 was big. Um, you know, the one thing that worries me about the Knicks, man, is um the Julius Randle temper tantrums. Like when he just started doing being stupid, man. Like I don't that it just drives me. Like he. Was it last year? He had like a meltdown. You know what I'm saying? Like he's been better this year, but you know when things are not going right and he start doing that, I, I don't. I just don't. It just don't look good to me. You know what I'm saying? Um, as far as the series, things will be close, man. Um, you know I felt Cleveland's and in, inexperience a little bit might play a, a factor. Um, man, it's a, it's a toss up to me, man. I'll go. Uh, I go Knicks and seven. Oh, I like it. I like it. So, so what is Julius Randle's health before we move on to Coach Trez? What is Julius Randle's I health mean, right now? I know he had an ankle injury in the bottom half of the season. So, yeah, yeah, he's he's been out for I think like two weeks right now. Um, you know, I definitely definitely has something that he's working through. Um, I think he's expected to to be a go on Saturday. Um, so I, I do think that he's going to be a major key to you know how the series goes. One of the reasons I said six is. We're a team of streaks. You know, we'll win five, lose five, so forth and so forth. But what I, I can see happening is, you know, we're going to test out, see see what we can do without Julius. The crazy thing is I feel like, and I felt this for the past few years, we move much better on offense without Julius on the floor. Um, and Brunson is a big part of that. Uh, Brunson, not, not taking nothing away from Julius. You know, he's our leading scorer, has been our, our, our guy. But the way Jalen is able to, you know, affect the offense and keep the offense flowing, we miss him. We miss Julius as being that bucket getter and that guy we can go to when we need a bucket. But I think what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to, you know, try to lean on Brunson, try to lean on our backcourt, our depth guys like IQ uh, coming off the bench. Right, you know, should be in the running for six man in the year. Um, so I, that's the reason why I like the way that this team is forming right now because we're not so heavily dependent on Julius like we were two years ago when we went to, to the playoffs. So his health is going to be an issue, but I think, um, you know, we're going to test it out. We're going to take it easy in the first first few games, 
see where we go. And I think we'll be able to make the adjustment. If we need to lean on him a little bit heavier, we should be able to later on in the series. But um, I think it, it he should be okay to go, especially towards the middle, getting to the late end of the series. If any, if if he doesn't miss Saturday, I'm not sure if he's going to miss Saturday or not. But you know, luckily we got some guys that could pick up the slack. Okay, well, Coach Rez, Coach Trez, what do you say to that? Uh, the Knicks and six. Uh, it'll be a. I think it's going seven. Um, I agree with Rel. It's a, it's a it's a toss up. Um, Cleveland. I want to see how Garland Garland shows up because last year during that play-in, he was nowhere to be found. Um, and so for him, this is this is really truly his first. This will be first playoff kind of atmosphere for him, uh, a, a, a you know a series. Um, so it'll be interesting to see um, how Cleveland how Cleveland uh, responds. You know when their back is against the wall, being in the playoffs for the first time because Donovan Mitchell is the only. I think he might be the only player on that roster that really has, I guess, um, the the two guys from that played in Brooklyn. But yeah, for like Mobley and Garland, it, it, this is this is new territory for them. So this should be interesting. But it's definitely it's definitely a, a competitive matchup when you look at just on paper the rosters. Um, so I say seven games. I'm gonna lean Cleveland slightly in the slight slightest slightest, but. Let me tell you, Jalen Brunson, that is my guy. And this hurts. As a, as a Magic fan, I know. As a I, Magic I know. fan, this hurts so I know, bad. I, know. I knew this. I knew this. And I wanted to Mike, mm-hmm. when you guys got Brunson, did you think any of this was possible? Because a lot of Knicks fans are like, whoa, we giving this dude 100-plus mil? Mm-hmm. And he's never made an all-star game, yada, yada, yada. But yeah. I've seen the dude, uh, you know, just being a Mavs fan and for the, the five or so years he's with us, mm-hmm. that dude is like this, what he's doing this season, he's always had this potential. And I guess he showed some flashes of that last playoffs, uh, last mm-hmm. year in the playoffs. Um, so this is not, I think for, for Mavs fan, they, they, we've kind of seen this. Um, but for him being the Knicks, this is really the case that. But I, I think Early on during last summer, when, when the Knicks, when that when that contract was signed, a lot of fans were kind of like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, so I agree. How you felt when, when you guys signed them. I agree. Uh, it was funny. You know, we had a running joke with me and my friends because the Knicks mm-hmm. were doing all this to, to get them. And, you know, yeah. they even got a, a tampering charge and everything. And mm-hmm. I was like, what, what are we tampering for? Nobody else is, is giving, <laughs> he's going to come to the Knicks. Like it wasn't like it was LeBron's decision. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. he had some teams that were interested, but we were treating him like, you know, like he, you know, like we weren't going to land him. We knew we were going to land him and everything, yeah. but I thought we, we applied a lot of pressure and it was hard to gauge um, his, his talent because he was, you know, playing with Luca and, yeah. you know, it's hard to figure out, okay, is it him? Is it, you know, the, the offense? Is it, you know, what is it? Um, yeah. But so I will say that I did not think that this was going to be that he was going to come in and perform this good. I was happy that we signed a good point guard. Um, you know, New York is, is, a, is a guard dominant city. Anytime we're good, we got good backcourt play. And we haven't had a, a solid guard since, you know, Charlie Ward. You know yeah. what I mean? That's 20 years ago. That's so, a lot. Yeah. That's so, I mean, you know, it's, it's, we've had some Charlie guys. Charlie Ward, real. He said Charlie Ward, real. We've had some guys here and there, but I mean, you know, it's been a minute since we've had some some good guard play, wow. and uh, 
you yeah. know, Brunson has came through. He's, he's done his thing. I don't think, like I said, me or any, most Nick fans expected sure. this much production from him. But we'll right. take it, man. Like, they'll tell you, I had us at a, at a seven or eight seed or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'll take five. I'll take what he's given us easily. Absolutely. Absolutely. Coach Kerr, real quick, man. What we got, man? What, what, what you got? And I'm going to get my prediction real quick, and then we're going uh, we're gonna, to we're gonna move on. But uh, I want to get your take on it real quick. Look, I Coach Mike Dubs is, has convinced me I'm going with uh, Nixon six. I, be, I believe I, – I, look, you know I was high on Cleveland at the beginning. Right, right. right. Um, but the one thing I've seen out the Knicks is what I was hoping with Cleveland. I believe the Knicks are a better team – than Cleveland. Uh, to me, Cleveland has fallen into the uh, the situation that happens when you have a star of the magnitude of Donovan Mitchell. You end up forgetting about the team part of it because you were you 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 do the sit back and pray, right? You give it to Mitchell, and you sit back and you just you know because of the superstar he is, you 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 let him cook. But what happens when they say okay? We're going to take everything else away. You don't have anyone taking that pressure off with the Knicks. Um, I think we all agree. Bronson was the the free agent uh, or the, the the trade and the situation of the NBA this year. Uh, Dallas is kicking themselves over it. Oh, right? oh it wasn't Rudy Gobert? <laughs> You're right. You're right. You're right. The Rudy Gobert trade wasn't the talk of the town? It, it, no, it was the talk of the town for the wrong reasons, though. You're right. It was the talk of the town. You're right. Uh, I didn't, I, you know, Trez, uh, Mike, duh, I wasn't tracking Bronson. I really, you know, I didn't watch Dallas like that, so I was unaware of what he, he brings to the table. But clearly, kudos to whoever is in that Knicks organization that had yeah. the, the sight to mm. say that with adding him as a piece – uh, he can change the trajectory of the Knicks, and it's paid off. It's panned out. So, I'm look. I'm with Mike Dub. I think the Knicks overall are a stronger team, uh, and I agree. They can they they do better moving the basketball, and we've talked about this on episodes. Sometimes you do better when certain people are away than you do when they're there, and the ball. The basketball moves better. They flow better. Uh, they play more team basketball sometimes, and I agree with Trey. Listen, sometimes Julius Randle going to have a light skin moment, right? And unfortunately, when he looks like a shade tree mechanic and smoking black and miles in Newports, you can't be like that. And so, yeah, man, uh, I'm, I'm with that. I'm with the Knicks and six. I'm, I'm all here for it. Well, I'm going to tell you, for me, it's going to tell – the first two games going to tell me how the series is going to go, especially with being in Cleveland. Because like I said, if Julius Randle isn't one hundred percent, and they, if they still two in Cleveland, then then it's then they're gonna be up against it. They could, then they'll be fighting, trying to you know cling two for sure back home in, in New York, and then it's a series. But that's gonna tell me what the hell the Julius Randle is, is the X factor to me. If he's one hundred percent come Saturday, it's anybody's ball game. Because that's to y'all points, the inexperience of the of the Cavaliers outside of Donovan is gonna be telling, you know, especially on the road. You know, typically role players typically play better at home. They play a little, yeah. little bit, little bit cognizant on the road. So, if they can, if they snatch two away and Julius isn't hundred percent or he doesn't play for any stretches, then they definitely could uh, put their back against the wall. But if they, if they get one game off of them in Cleveland, then, they, then it's, hey, it's all, it's all best as all far as the Cavs are concerned. So we'll see. I'm we with, see. I'm with uh, letting them rest the first game. 
give him that that one extra day. See what you do without him for one game. You can always bring him back, but give him that extra game and see and see how you play as a team. Well, and it's every other day, so I mean, you got much rest. So I mean, I think they, they play Saturday. Going to turn around and play again on Monday. So mm-hmm. you know, it just depends. It just depends. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. All right, so everybody, so will we split? I, I'm, I'm on the fence. So we got Knicks, Knicks. We got Cavs and the Cavs, Cavs and Knicks, right? That, that, that what I had? Or is it, is, is, it, is it Knicks on one side, Cavs on the other? I'm like, this is Knicks side. The Knicks side <laughs> and the Cavs. Okay, yeah, so it's one side, Knicks one side, Cavs. Okay. All right, that'll work, man. That'll work. All right, so let's talk about these 76ers, man. Let's move on to uh, 76ers, man. And uh, yes. and I got a little special, something special for Rel as well. Hold on one second. Here comes Harden behind the back. Embiid, nasty. Good and a foul. He just put the defenders in the blender. Here comes Philadelphia. One last look. Maxi goes out of the goes. Oh, McDaniel's with an emphatic follow. Shake and bake. Oh. Mountain pick in TJ's pocket. Got to get it off. D-Mount got to get it off, and he does. Arden shot clock about to expire. James Harden with a foul from Tyrese Maxey. Maxey step back. Got it. Left-hand dribble. Five to shoot. Still way out. Leans in. Long three. It's good. Oh, my. Harden over Van Lee. And Joel oh. throws it up. Wasn't even looking at the rim. And gets it to go. Tucker pump. Another. TJ Tucker has come alive from long range. You heard the chant at the end, right? Beautiful, beautiful. I thought you was going to show a picture of Harden's feet and get everybody hyped, but. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) So let's talk about these 76s, man. Uh, You know, hot hot after the All Star break kind of fizzled a little bit towards the end of the season, but the last couple of games when everybody was playing, they seemed to be right and ready. So, uh, so what's going to happen? Uh, give me a breakdown from the la- back end of the season after we since we last talked and uh, and what's the predictions going forward in this uh, here playoff run? Listen, um, since we talked, it was just really staying the course and of where we were at, and um, because I'm not going to lie, we are under a tremendous amount of pressure in these playoffs. Like to be honest, like our team. The future of the team is kind of dependent on these playoffs a little bit. You know what I'm saying? We've been knocked out in the second round like every year. You know what I'm saying? Like for different reasons. We had the Kawhi shot. We had Ben Simmons doing what he did against Atlanta. Like, you know, we 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 and then we have two players who are great who people question them in the playoffs. Um so we are under a tremendous amount of pressure these playoffs, to be honest with you. Like, um, and we gotta show and prove, man. Like, we gotta show and prove. I think this like seemed like the first time and beads going into the playoffs healthy. It seemed like something always happened and he 
he got to wear a mask and he, you know, all types of, so he's healthy. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm praying that we can get a full healthy and be through the playoffs. Um, and I think he's, I think he has a, he's going to try to prove a point, but we, as a team, we got to, we got a lot to prove. Like this, this series with Brooklyn, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not overlooking them at all. I think we have beat them, but that next series is, is the one. If it's who I think it would be, it's gonna and, be the season uh, unless something crazy happens, in my opinion. And they had our, they've had our number, you know what I'm saying? It's 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 it's, it's gonna be ser- these playoffs for us is 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 serious business, man. Like we we got some shit to prove, bro. Like for real, like the pressure is on. Like with Harden, mm-hmm. Doc, yeah, them, yeah, pressure is there, and yeah. we got Sean, man. Like. Do I think we can do it? Yeah. It's, it's just like with Doc, he got to do the get the rotations right, man. Like, I'll be sitting at home like, yo, what are you like? Sometimes That's something like, you've been harping on for a minute is rotational man, uh, calls in the playoffs, the especially. Since yeah. the first time I've been on, I've been saying the same thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. out of stat, like, I'll give you a perfect example. The Toronto series we lost when Kawhi hit the shot. Our MB minutes mm-hmm. were, were like a plus 19 oh. with him on the floor. But with him off the floor, <laughs> we were like a minus. The number was crazy, but it wasn't the, – the amount of time wasn't that crazy. You feel what I'm saying? Like we lose mm-hmm. with the minutes when B's off the floor. You feel what I'm saying? So with this particular team, we got to find a way. Like he has to trust – like I don't want to see Dwayne Detman on the floor at all. He got to trust that young kid. Let him play the backup five, and he got to stagger the minutes, the maxi minutes, stagger the Harden minutes, so we don't have a a a group on the floor where nobody can score. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. So it's man, it's it's gonna be important, man, but. To be honest, we're gonna need a couple of forty-two and seventeen games from Embiid in these playoffs. Um, to, in this to series, get to or, or period. Um, period, period. I okay. think this series. I think Claxton too light in his ass to hang with Embiid. Like he's. I was gonna say like, you, don't, you don't need you don't need that for for the for the Nets. Yeah, I definitely gonna need that for any game going forward after that. Any series going forward after that. Well, yeah. But I want to, you know, I'm not going, I'm not overlooking no team, you know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying for what we got, like bigger goals, for what we got to do, the pressure is, the pressure is on, man. Like the pressure is on. So, so let me, let me ask you this. So if y'all don't get it done this year, at least based to the conference finals, because they are, from my understanding, y'all haven't made the conference finals with be since he's been there. Nah. Yeah. So do you think, is this a make or break? Do they blow up the team if that, if y'all don't go far this year? I blow up the mm, – here's what I think happens. I, I don't know if Doc makes it. I don't know mm-hmm. if James comes back. Um, So, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Like, it's, it's a lot of uncertainty. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would I would extend Maxi. I would give him the, the deal he's eligible for. Um, But I don't think – I don't think Doc makes it if we don't. That's one person I know ain't gonna make it 
if we if mm. we you know what I'm saying if we get put out in the second round again, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. So what did the panel have with uh? What, so okay, so who who wins the series and how much? Let me, let me get that from you before uh, we move on. This first round, yeah, sixes and fives. Sixes and five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, does anybody have any hot takes or rebuttals on on that particular take? I, I can see that. I agree with that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the Nets play hard, but I think that it's going to be it's going to be uh, ain't going to say easy series, but it's not going to be uh, you know one of those matchups where you can bite your nails every game. Yeah. You know, I think the four to five matchups on both conferences is going to be the ones to watch. Everything else is kind of like, you know, is he going to go one way or the other? Mm-hmm. You know, at least yeah. in the first round. But the four and five matchups in, in both conferences is going to be really good, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I was. I'm glad you asked that question about Doc because I was. That was going to be my question: is if you're a Sixers, you know, do you do you blow it up, or you know, is is has has the window been missed? You know, every team has their window. And I don't know. I mean, it feels like this is probably the best roster the Sixers have had top to bottom in a long time. And if they don't, you know, they don't make the window here, you got to, you know, I was wondering if from a fan's perspective and from the organization perspective, if it is time to blow it up, you know, if you don't at least make the conference finals this year, you know, so I'm glad you asked that, though. Yeah. And and one caveat to that is that GM loves Harden, too. We got to remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my thing is, like, in the past, we have struggled to put the proper pieces around. And well, when we had Embiid and Simmons, and I remember the first year we had like we had JJ Reddick starting at the two. Mm-hmm. And when we got to playing teams like Boston, he was getting played off the floor because he can't guard anyone. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? We had we we had we had Nelly and Dario Sarge, and they couldn't guard people. So Teams was like attacking us, you know. Teams like Boston, they was just attacking us, you know what I'm saying. And then it was other years where we didn't have a proper shooting around. Mm-hmm. I like the Jimmy Butler team that we had. Um, we had Jimmy Butler, but I think this team, like top to bottom, like is probably the best that we had. But it's coming at a time where I think Boston is at its deepest, and so is Milwaukee. So it's like that's a fact. That's a fact. This is our yeah. this is our this is our best team, but I don't know if we're as deep as those two teams. I think the equalizer for us against both of them is Embiid. I mean, he's he's gonna have to be that dude. Like, like you know, I know a lot of people like Rob Williams, but Embiid he's too light in his ass too. Like, if Embiid really wanted to. You know what I'm saying? That's not an issue. And then don't they they stop putting Owl on him. Owl's a little up there. So they had put Grant Williams on him and he got 50 mm. put on him. So mm. We're gonna need that, basically. You know what I'm saying? Milwaukee, for some reason, we match up better with Milwaukee than, than Boston. And I guess it's just style of play. Um because yeah, Boston like has you said earlier, the wing play. The wing play don't yeah, the wing play, don't you wing? Yeah, you yeah. gotta have bro, you gotta have to to beat Boston, you gotta have dudes that can that can deal with that. Cause they got two mm. wings that can put on the floor and get you thirty. And you gotta hope they mm. you know one of them off. Sometimes right. they do they they off and they take bad shots, and you gotta take advantage of that. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 gonna be like it's gonna be really 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 interesting this playoffs for us. You know what I'm saying? I I think we can do it. 
I think we can do it. And I know the formula to do it. We just got to go out and do it. I'm just happy and B's healthy going into the playoffs. And I think he got a point to prove, and I hope he goes out there and proves it. Okay. All right. Anybody else got anything for Coach Rail about the 76 before we do predictions around the room? Uh, don't. What's that way? Um, it didn't harden contract up or something. Yeah, after this year, yeah. Well, he has a, a opt out, a opt out year. So oh, okay. he he has this year, and then he has next year, but he can opt out. So that's I know, that's I the I did a wink wink deal or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We got trouble for that too, but yeah, yeah, we did that. So we was able to sign some more pieces: the PJ Tucker, the DeAnthony yeah. Melton. Stuff like that. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, we got in trouble for that. But so uh, we'll see, man. Like, we'll see. Doc got to Doc gotta, Doc gotta trust some of these dudes, man, and and and, and deal with the minutes right, man. Shorten that rotation up. That shit should be like I mean, that, that should be natural with the playoffs. Everybody, that, 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 that 12-man rotation goes down to 10 or 8, you know, depending on who yeah. you are. Rotation yeah. and, and the adjustments, too. It's like. He gets adjusted these series and like he'll get down two one two oh and like no changes just sticks with what he did in game one and you'll see that yeah. well as, as in the past from game one to like game five game six nothing changes and so I'm interested to see like Brooklyn they'll be fine I agree it'll probably be a five game series but you know if it if it plays the way that it, it it, it appears it's going to be like Boston's going to be your second round matchup, and then Milwaukee. It's not going to be easy. Really, got to play. Yeah, it's, a, it's, yeah. it's a gauntlet. It's a gauntlet. Yeah. It's a gauntlet. So they got to be. If y'all make it this year, y'all earned it. Like, yeah. like, we earned it. We y'all earned definitely it. earned it. Yeah. Definitely we earned it. it. Yes, sir. Anybody, anybody got anything else for the seventy six before we move on? No, I agree with. What I, uh, you know, when when Rail was on here before, we talked about what he just uh, indicated, which is Doc not being able to get out of his own way and being so stuck in he's going to force his plan that he he ends up shooting himself in the foot. Um, we know the characteristic of Doc. He's never been a good rotation when you get past the sixth player on the bench. So he's good with top five. He's okay with having one extra, but when you ask him to go seven, eight, nine, possibly, he he loses it and he forgets. And that's going to be the Achilles heel for Philly, right? Mm. And that's what's going to be the struggle. And I do believe he's hit the point that if if he gets bounced early, I don't think Doc makes it back. He might not get on the plane back to Philly. <laughs> hey, they may they, they, they may revoke his card. He may walk out and they be like, "We called you an Uber." Right. Yeah. Right. They on they on his helmet. They on his helmet already. Like so, we go out second round. He he ain't gonna make it, bro. Yeah, I, I believe you. I t- I totally there's, good. How to believe? No, there's people saying Don Staley should host a team. Oh wow. <laughs> wow. Listen. Listen. And they and they can't struggle against Brooklyn. No. No, listen. They cannot struggle get, against Brooklyn. Y'all be best served to sweep them for real. Just to get that over to. with and no worry about fatigue or injury. Y'all need to get them out of the way early. Uh, uh, it need to be it need to be ass it need to be foot to ass 
with them. It do. It, it, it do. need to be. Yeah, like, I for agree. And B, like, bro, he got to make a statement, bro. Like, because, like, I don't want to go off subject, but, like, he be getting look, disrespected a little too much for me to be so good. But some yeah. of the things they say kind of, I kind of understand. He got to make a fu- fucking statement in mm-hmm. these playoffs. Like, Real, you know, like, I, I, we we gonna talk about the Western Conference a little bit, but I hearken him and Anthony Davis in the same boat. Like they have potential to dominate the entire league, no matter who they facing, and they can literally dominate you and give you twenty eight fifteen a night. It just if they put their head together and be focused, and but they just have they do little lows, like you know, you give me fifteen and ten when he should be having thirty or forty and, and twenty. You know, I kind of get and going against you know, I want to say scrubs, but going against mediocre competition, and he's you know, he's almost like they play down. Listen. And then last year, think about it. He dominated dominated Toronto. And then the, the side game, the, the last game, Siakam breaks his face. So then yeah. we go into the next series. And right. With a broken face. With a broken face. And he don't play that good. And then, right. you know, you know, whatever. I, so I, have, I have the cure for it. You know, you, you, you know what the cure is. You know what the cure is. Yeah, what, let him, let him come. Let him come to me. Give me three days, and he gonna walk in. He gonna walk in in boots and a shirt. That's it. You know what the cure is. You know what? I'm gonna stand on the desk with nothing but boots and a t-shirt on. You know what it is. You know. You gotta have that BDE. You gotta have that BDE. I can't. I know it. I can't with you, dude. I can't. I can't with you, yo. Let's move on for this podcast second third. <laughs> See, that's that military with Curry. That's what that is. That's that military stuff. See, I can't. I gotta. I gotta reel it back in. He get. He get. The, he get the going. I gotta reel it back in. But yeah. So let. So I think we all agree that Knicks and and, and most in five. So we we gonna yeah. we'll see the, the Nets. Not the Nets, but the uh, I'm sorry. Somebody says he got me all miscalculated. Got me all miscalculated. That's what it do. Yeah, yeah. you just stand on the desk yeah. with your hands up like Superman. Hey, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? The seventy six is in five. That's what. That's where I'm at with. That's where I'm at. Jesus, Kurt. Yeah. <laughs> it's the hundredth episode. I see. I see. You're a real fool. You're a real fool. So let's let's move on and talk about let's talk about the Dallas Mavericks. Oh hell! Uh, so Dallas had a meltdown, oh, and my guy Coach Trey is here. And I know, listen, I, I, I applaud him. I applaud him for coming on the show because I was kind of worried that he wouldn't do the show based upon everything that's going on in in Texas, right? I'm getting right video. Now. Look at these. What do you say, Trez? Where's my nice little video like the other? <laughs> listen, man, I can't give a, a, a hype video to a team that ain't make the playoffs. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, let's be honest here, bro. On, I can't man. do it. I can't do it. Y'all, he, he y'all triggered make... right now. I, he, right. Hey, you know what he like? You know what he like? <sighs> he like every dude that was in Freak Nick and just found out that them videos about to be released. <laughs> <laughs> every... All 15 iotas that just found out that that just saw that video drop. All 15 iotas, he he triggered like (laughs) that. This nigga said 15 iotas. Iotas. It is about 15. On Earth. In the world. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god, bro. <laughs> if anybody ain't catching that, you'll catch it later. Just look it up. You'll find out what we mean. <laughs> oh man. Woo. He said the 50 idols are so <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Uh, so the Dallas Mavericks had, had had a bit of a meltdown, okay? So, you know, we've seen all the we've seen all the tweets. Matter of fact, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a bring this, you know, to foreground so people can see it. Oh, they mad shut down Luca and Kyrie at the end of the season. You know, Lucas rumors Luca's unhappy. You know, he could request a trade at the end of the summer of 2024 if things don't go well. You know, then moving on from that, you know, just to give you a breakdown of what happened with the team. They traded for Kyrie on February 6th. They were nine and eighteen from the time he got there. They dropped from the fourth seed to the eleventh seed and completed all the playoffs. Now you got rumors of tanking for their first rounders' uh, salvation, and now we got the Luka trade rumors. They were twenty eight and twenty six before he got there, thirty seven and forty one when he when he uh, when at the end of the season. So, Coach Trez, tell me what happened. All right, so. They had to do something, right? Because 28-26, okay, I think they were made a bit fifth at the time. Um, but if you look at that, that point in time, the trajectory of where the team was going, like, yeah, we may have made the playoffs with that team, but I think at the time we were looking at it as like, okay, we'll make the playoffs, but what? Like, we're not going to be that Western Conference Finals team that we were last year. Um, <clears throat> and so it was it – was, I didn't think they were going to do that, like that trade that they made for Kyrie. I didn't didn't see that coming, but I, I thought there would be moves. I thought there would be smaller moves just to 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 replace some of the role players that we had, like like Tim Hardaway. I didn't think he was still going to be on the team. I didn't think Christian Wood was still going to be on the team. So I thought there were going to be guys like that we would move to 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 just try to build a a a better cast around Luca. I didn't think we were going to get Kyrie. Um, that kind of came out of nowhere. Okay. Um, I get it. I get it. I get the risk uh, of, of, of like seeing where we were at the time and saying we got to do something to 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 change the trajectory because at the time, yes, we may have made the playoffs, but realistically, I don't think that um, we were going to get back <clears throat> to, to where we were last season. Now, looking at it, <clears throat> now that we're not in the playoffs and, and the, the things that have happened over the past few weeks. I also understand the the looking at where we were uh, about a week and a half ago and, and what needed to happen for us to make the playoffs. I get the tanking, the pick. You need to pick going into the summer so we can make necessary adjustments. Given what where we are now, you had to. There were. Oh, I see the comments. Uh, you had to um, looking at it. I mean, it didn't tank. <laughs> And ask Mark Cuban why he can't run a business. Uh, yeah, if we didn't tank. <laughs> then we lose the we lose the risk of not having a pick, not making the playoffs, and making it even harder to to make adjustments during the summer. So it's a it's a tough time. Um, you know, we got a lot of work to do this summer. Um, I think it, it can happen. It can happen with the Kyrie. There's flexibility there because if he signs, great. You know, we, 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 we start to build around Luka and Kyrie, build a team around those two. If he doesn't, then we have all this cap space to go and, and, and make other moves along with the draft pick now. So 
it's going to be an interesting summer. Um, you, you, we talked earlier about pressure, Philly being in the playoffs. I think the Mavs have pressure now uh, going into next season. Um, you can't you can't have another season like this. Not with not with Luca and the contract he's at, the stage of his career. We cannot have another season like this. So it's a big summer, um, but I am still hopeful given where we are in terms of cap flexibility. This is the first time we've actually had cap space in a while. Um, and given some of the assets, given the pick and some of the role players we can move around to to make, make some adjustments. But um, it's going to be an interesting summer. Um, I think we also have missed the mark. The, the league is changing a little bit, right, in, in the sense that you've got to have bigs now. Like, I think for a while, it, bigs haven't been important. Like, you get by going small ball. Um, but you need you need rim protectors. You need ring balances now. You can't you can't get away with not having not having uh, a solid big in your rotation. So that's going to be a big big point uh, this summer to address that need. And you've got to have players that can put the ball on the floor. And so last year's team was beside Jalen Brunson. It was a lot of guys who could just spot and shoot. I think the league has changed a little bit in that sense, too, is like multiple guys, like these guys can't, like they're more than just three and D. Like they can put the ball on the floor, get to the rim. Um, and so I think we got to get a few more players that can actually do that, not just sit around and, and, and wait for, for a pass to, to, to shoot. So it's a big summer. Um, it, it is a definitely a low a low time uh, right now, being a Mavs fan. But but like I said, it. You know, there there is some light at the end of the tunnel with having assets for, for in cap space for once. So, okay, so, go ahead, Tay. Go ahead, Tay. I know you. I know. I was watching your facial expression the whole time you were talking. Please talk. Say what you guys say. I know what you got. I know you got something to say about this whole situation. All right. So, there's no way you think Kyrie is resigning back, right? I think so. The only team that, that worries me is the Lakers. Exactly. Um, That's why I was going. Yeah. But the thing with him is, so it's going to come down to, to years and money with him. So uh, the Lakers, uh, I'll be curious to see what offer the Lakers give him. Because um, I don't think there's a lot of teams that want to give him a max deal. I don't think he's not getting a max deal. I don't think that's happening. But um, I think I think we, we have an advantage there is that we – can offer more than, than everybody else. And I don't think – I think a lot of teams, including the Lakers, are, are hesitant to give him uh, a big deal just given the unpredictable. You know, he's unpredictable. You know, you never know what you're going to get with him. So – You're about that. I think, I think we, we – I'm not, the only team that scares me is the Lakers. That, that's it. I, I'm not worried about any other team trying to trying to get him. The Lakers is the only team that, that – scares me and I think a lot of that too is going to depend on how they 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 fare in the playoffs this season too so but uh I you said y'all didn't tank y'all definitely tank no no I said I said we we had to given given the circumstances that last two weeks and and what we needed OKC to do and all this yeah my thing is y'all tank for the draft pick but the draft pick gonna be like 10 and they said the draft is the draft ain't that good this year. It's, it's top heavy, so yeah. that draft pick probably won't even play next year. So I don't even think it was worth it. Ten, well, it's it kind of an unenviable position because I think he's saying that they weren't going to do anything in the playoffs anyway. Had they made it, and you know, at least with the draft pick, maybe they can sell it off to somebody if you want to make That's a trade with them. Like, right. Yeah. So it, it's it's worth it in the sense is like 
if we had tried to go for it and didn't get the didn't get in the playoffs, then we're we out of the draft pick and out of the playoffs. So they, given the circumstances, I think they have to to at least get the draft pick, guarantee something out of the deal because it, it was very bleak. We needed OKC to lose that last game. Yeah, and they were playing against a Memphis team that had nothing to play for. So that uh. That Christian Wood signer didn't turn out good. Oh, my gosh. Don't get me started. <laughs> and I was on here talking about that. He was. Uh, he was. Last time he was on the show, you were talking about Christian Wood. It's the most bizarre thing. Yeah. I just don't, I just don't get it. So, it appears that he and Jason Kidd was just never on the same page. Yeah. I um, see and I think in the beginning, the GM, obviously, for them to go and get Christian Wood, you know, he saw something in him in the beginning of the season. And then I looked at his comments today where he's saying, ah, oh, you got to be able to do more than just score and yada, yada, yada. I'm like, well, let me see where he is with him now. Um, so it's just a bizarre thing because he started the season not starting, coming off of the bench. And then like half, I want to say around December time frame, he was actually starting and starting to play big minutes. Mm. And I was like, okay, he's finally broke. You know, he, he's finally – got out of Jason Kidd's doghouse, and then he got hurt. And then it just, from there, it was all down. Fills it out. Fills yeah. it out. Yeah. He was a dog say, in Houston. Yeah, dog exactly. in Houston. But I will say, as a Wizards fan, I want to thank you for uh, Porzingis. First of all, both of y'all are welcome. Porzingis has been a beast, now. I mean, even though we ain't made the playoffs, but I'm hoping they re-sign him. Porzingis has been nice. So it's good. It's nice to see him ball when he's healthy. But well, listen, yeah. send Cal Kuzma back our way, though. We need Cal Kuzma yeah, back in LA. Yes, yeah, listen, listen. <laughs> man, speak, speaking of tanking, man, if y'all if the Mavs are going to tank now that we got y'all picked for next year, how about you know, hopefully Kyrie signs oh, somewhere else? Yeah, we get off to a bad say, start, they ship them off, off, and y'all just go ahead and tank next year. So, we was going to get that pick if y'all made the playoffs. So, yeah, no, I yeah, get but it. yeah, instead, we just got to wait till next year. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they talking about Luca asking for a trade. Hey man, in the words of Suge Knight, if you ain't want to worry about, you know, Mark Cuban all in the videos, you know, all in that stuff, you know, come on over to New York. You know, we'll, we'll love to have you reunite with Brunson, big city, bright lights, take the brand to the next level, you know. So oh, that's what we're thinking, you know. But you know, yeah. hopefully we get a, we get that pick next year. And yeah, that's gonna be interesting. Uh, yeah. We're gonna, we, uh, yeah, we're gonna have to take turns checking in on Trez if he if, if Luca leaves Dallas. Let's be real about it. There's no way Mark Cuban will let. Uh, his money make out out the building like that. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's gonna be a thing. hard. Nah, that's gonna be a hard pill to swallow, boy. I, yeah, I ain't thinking about that. Yeah, we cross that bridge when you get to it. I understand. Yeah. I understand, but yeah, yeah. I, but I agree with so, available. Come on now, there's guys that's available. So, yeah. so does Jason Kidd come back next year? Yeah, he's back next year. Uh, okay. Whether he should be, that's uh, a whole nother thing. But he'll he'll be back next year. Okay, okay, all right. Well, we'll see, man. We'll see. But it's definitely interesting. Like I said, y'all got a lot of pressure on y'all team to do uh, turn this thing around in the off season because you know, again, you know, Lucas has the option. You know, once he uh, in the next summer comes around, to whether or not he want to be there long term. So you got to make a break now. You got to put some on the court. He's gonna be one a five year deal with him too. Yeah, this is, this is so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you gotta have to do something. I I don't know. I personally, you know, as a Laker fan, I don't want Kyrie at all. I don't. I, I, I don't. 
I don't watch Kyrie at all. He's he's too much. He's too much of a headache. He really is. At this point, yeah. in his in his career, he's too much of a headache. Too much of a distraction. Like when he's on the court, like you know, when he's playing basketball and and no noise, he's he's legit. But I but the, everything else, I just I don't want to sign up for that. I don't. I much rather bring back the quarter we have and, and run it back like that rather than sell it off everything because yeah. because we're gonna be able to retain. We're gonna be in the same situation we was with Russell Westbrook. We're gonna have to sell off. Or trade off all our uh, all our role players to keep him because he's gonna want a big he want a big money deal and 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 AD and, and Braun already taking up you know you know probably put what 35 percent of our cap at the moment which is their salaries mm-hmm. so if he wants 30, 40 million on top of that we're gonna be stuck with mid level exceptions everywhere so I don't personally want him I I'd much rather resign D'Lo to 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 a decent deal and keep him and keep the role players especially Jerry Vanderbilt and, and those guys and Austin Reeves. Uh, this side of a Kyrie. Yeah, I, like, I like what the Lakers are doing. Um, in terms, like you got right, like you said, you got your, your two, you know, your, your big big contract guys. Whereas in the past, LeBron's always had like these three, like three contract, three big contracts on the team. Now they, they the Lakers just got two, and they're able mm-hmm. to fill the roster more with like Vanderbilt right. and Dylan right. and Austin Reeves. So yeah, and a bunch of guys that do different things. Like yeah. you know, you just ain't got a bunch of shooters around you. Nobody can play defense, but y'all too. You know, saying and with at, at, at LeBron's advanced age and AD's health concerns, you you can't you can't lean on them every night for eighty two games. It's just not possible. So you got to be able to have the guys, other guys that can contribute, put the ball in the basket. You know, your your Dennis Schroeder, your D'Lo, and your and those guys, Malik Beasley hitting choppers from outside. Austin Reeves killing. You know, I mean, he's taking the league by storm. So I definitely need something like that to be in the future of the Lakers. Uh, uh, you know, in the, in the future when going forward for the season next year. So. I don't want Kyrie at all, so he can stay with Dallas. I can have him. I don't. I don't. We don't want him. We don't want him personally. But, but yeah. So let's talk about. Um, let's talk about these. Uh, these playoffs in general. Oh well, we're gonna. Uh, we're gonna let our man DK lead this oh. road. This uh, particular segment. Talk about the playing tournament and talk about uh, the matchups as a whole. Right? How we feel about everything from top to bottom each conference. So, I think. Uh, is the is it the final? Yeah. Yeah. The Hawks beat the Heat. Uh, one sixteen to one hundred five. So the heat. So that's that's a wrap. So the heat, the heat uh, are, are are going into the second playoff game. Um, the winner, yeah. the face the winner of Toronto in, in Chicago. Um, but the the Atlanta Hawks made it to the seventh seed, facing Boston in the first round. That's crazy. So uh, so give me a rundown, especially from the Eastern Conference perspective, uh, DK, about how you feel about Eastern Conference and how it's going to shake out. So. Let's see. We had yeah, Atlanta won, so they're gonna play Boston. Boston should be able to take care of them, but Atlanta will probably get a game or two. And then, like we said, Philly, Philly should sweep uh, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And then we got the Cavs, I think, in six against the Knicks. And then Milwaukee gonna punish whoever they play in that first round series. So it's really gonna it's really gonna come down to that second round. That Philly Boston is what I'm really interested to see what's gonna happen with that. I ain't mm-hmm. gonna I ain't gonna get real hype. I ain't gonna say who who I'm picking, but you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm probably I'm probably leaning Boston just a little bit. I, yeah, like, I mean, he said they don't match up well against them, so they're gonna have to pull some out of out of the out of the out of the hat to get to in order to get that series, especially with them having a home court advantage. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. they not they definitely not gonna have no answer for and be like that's no. that's automatic. No, that we we know that it's just what it's the role just, play is gonna do. Yeah, it's just a matter of if um who's gonna stop. I guess they're gonna have PJ Tucker guarding either um Tatum or Brown. So I don't know how that's how that's gonna work out. But then when you got PJ Tucker on the floor, he a liability on offense. So that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna kill them on that end. So 
I don't know. That's that's gonna be a good series. So I'm not worried about. I don't see the Cavs or the Knicks giving Milwaukee a go. Milwaukee's just too good. Like I don't know. They just too nice. So I'm really just waiting to see Milwaukee in the East Conference Finals against either either the Celtics or the um or the 76ers. Is how I see it shaping up. Okay. Okay. So um so. I think I guess based upon your early predictions, you're looking at it from a perspective of the Bucks and C's in the finals of Eastern Conference. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at the, the green teams. Yeah, green Bucks, teams. Bucks and okay. C's. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's how I got it right for right okay. now. All right, well, let me get uh, Coach uh, Kurt and Coach Trey's perspective. Uh, I, we already got bias in the room, so I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna. We already know where they're going. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we gonna we're gonna get their perspective, and then we'll talk about the Western Conference. So East Conference. Um. So first, I don't think Miami's gonna make it. Uh, they, 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 yeah, but they gotta win another game. Make it. You know, uh, just to make the AC. Toronto, right. Toronto should beat Chicago. I think Toronto's playing a little bit better lately. Um, Miami, uh, they, and they haven't looked. They haven't looked that great all season. So, um, all right. So Milwaukee will get. Yeah, Milwaukee will beat. Doesn't matter really any of those three teams. Uh, Milwaukee should win five mm-hmm. games against either of those teams. Um, talk about Cleveland, New York. Uh, that that one's gonna be so tough. Seven games. Um, lean Cleveland slightly, but that's a toss up. Uh, Philly, Philly over over Brooklyn in five, and then Boston over Atlanta. I'm gonna give Atlanta one, one or two. I'll okay. say two. I'll give Atlanta two, six games. So then talking the semis, Milwaukee versus say Cleveland. Um. I agree. I, I don't think Cleveland. Like I'll give Cleveland one, one or two against Milwaukee, um, and then Philly, oh, Philly and Boston. Oof. Um, Tough one. That's another. That's a seven game. I got seven games all over it. Um, I'm a lean Philly. Um, if Embiid is is healthy and he's playing at the level that he can, I'm a lean. I'm a lean Philly. Uh, seven? seven games. Seven games. Billion, seven billion games. Seven? Okay. That is, that is a seven game series, uh, hands down. Uh, but I'm period, no matter what. Okay. Period, no matter what. Okay. Um, Milwaukee and Philly, another tough one. I'm going to go Milwaukee just because they've got a deeper team, I think. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go Milwaukee. That one might be seven games, too, six or seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Milwaukee out of the East. Milwaukee, Milwaukee, and Philly in the in the in the Eastern Conference Finals. I like it, Coach Curry. What you got? Yeah. Oh man, everybody stole the thunder, but um, I agree, man. I I see it coming down to to Milwaukee. Um, again, all things considered, no injuries, you know, and everything stay the same. It definitely. To me, would be Philadelphia and Boston. I'm a, I, I got to see, uh, you know, as was said earlier. I'm going with the teams in green. Uh, I just, I, I just believe that Philly is going to cave, or somebody's not going to show up, and Boston is going to stay consistent enough uh, to win. And so, at the end, I'm gonna say it's Philly and, and Boston. Everybody else is just cannon fodder right now, you know. And so that's how I see it. I, I want to go with Philly, but again, knowing Harden's characteristics or Doc Rivers, when you got 
when you over two at a coach and a primary score, that's not good, right? And we haven't seen Harden be able to step up in those those key deeper in the playoff moments. And we know Doc Rivers, you know, I don't know what happens, but his his Rogaine haircut doesn't lend <laughs> him well to, you know, making adjustments. So, yeah, man, um, we've seen what happens with Milwaukee. We do know how much the offense goes through Embiid, which for MVP purposes is great. But we've seen Milwaukee be very successful with Holiday out and Giannis out. And they still 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 are games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so – and P.J. Tucker just irritates me because he probably has the ugliest shot ever outside of Bill Cartwright. And Bill Cartwright wasn't meant to score. But P.J. Tucker looks like a 1948 Kentucky basketball player shooting the basketball. <laughs> hey, man, uh, P.J. Tucker and, the, and um, uh, Melton, they're going to be the X factor, especially when they get when they go up against uh, Boston. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. got to come. They, they got to come to play. They're gonna be very important that series. I will say that. Yeah, that and Max. I think Max is gonna play a role as well, big role yeah. as well in that series. But um, I'm gonna give you all a little bit of hot take on that Boston series with the 76ers. I'm assuming everybody pretty much on the idea that the 76ers in the in the Celtics gonna play second round, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a little concerned about Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. Right, meet your mic for that? me. Meet your mic for me. Yeah. It, they, they, the idea of they be keep trying to shop Jalen Brown in the offseason. Yep. They, they keep, I mean, they're constantly talking about it. And I think he's starting to get tired of the idea that they keep shopping around. Every time they come up to the idea that, you know, wanna, they want to make a move for KD or anybody that's on the market that they want to grab as far as trying to bolster their team, he's always in trade talks. So, you know, him hurting his hand is an issue with them stitches and then him coming back. They've had they've had moments. They they again they won fifty seven games. No 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 taking away from that. But they in in, in crucial moments in, in in crunch time that could play a factor into this whole situation. So if it does, seventy six have an opportunity to get to cash in on that turmoil. What you got to say? I will say, like you said, that that whole hand thing is still mysterious because I don't think that's, that's what really happened. Right. And also, I was telling my boys, I was like, if Boston lose. First round or second round, I think Jalen Brown's gone. Like he, I think he's gonna ask for a trade because he, he. It seems like from that article I was reading, he don't really like Boston like that. Cause you know, you I know mean, how who does. I mean, be real about it. As black yeah. men live in Boston, who does? That's what I'm and Jalen Brown, a big activist type dude, so he can't really do that type of stuff in Boston. So hey, I, right. can see, I can see him getting like asking for a trade, like if it just go go side with his this uh this playoffs. So that's something to look out for. It's it's, a, it's an issue. It's a concern. Mm-hmm. I think that it would be. It could be one of those things. If it plays out in 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 the series, they Philly can steal it. I think that if Boston, mm-hmm. if they play like they're supposed to play from their talent level, but I think they should win in seven. But if 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 that particular issue is in the back of Jalen Brown's mind, and they keep like I said, they keep doubting me or keep you know giving me the idea that they don't necessarily want to keep me long term. Well, I'm not their guy. It could play in the, in the psyche. And if he has a bad game or two and Tatum has, you know, he has issues that he can get streaky in certain spots. If they're not all, if they're not both together, they're not both in lockstep. They, it could be an issue for the, for that team, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I feel like could definitely swoop in and steal it and then play the, it play the 76ers in the, in the conference title game. And again, like you said, right. I said, they match up way better with the, with the, against the bucks and they do um, the Celtics. So if they get past them, it's anybody's ball game. 
anybody's ball game. It makes for a good TV, I'll tell you that much. Yep. Made for good TV. So let's talk about the Western Conference and let's start with let's start with real and talk about the Western Conference. I'm I'm not, I'm leaving you and Mike Dub out of the Eastern Conference because y'all like I said, y'all biased. Y'all got dogs <laughs> in the fight. So I'm leaving y'all out of that. But let's talk about this, this complicated Western Conference because the Lakers just kicked off. They they played the Timberwolves of the night. Um, no go bear, you know, got a couple other people out. One guy punched the wall, broke his hand. One guy, other guy, it's, it's a lot going on in Minnesota. It's a lot. But, um, you know, the Lakers, you know, finally calmed themselves out of the cellar, you know, after starting two and 10 and brought themselves back up to prominence after the trade deadline. Um, you know, it still got, you know, issues with AD and his foot and Bron his foot. You know, so what's going to happen in that playing team game? What's going to happen in the Pelicans playing game? What's going to happen in, in the series as a whole? Give me your perspective on the Western Commons, bro. Man, the West is is crazy. Like it is. I don't recall it being this. I don't recall it being this wide open. I don't, I've never recalled it being that bad. Like you, I don't see a clear front run at all. I don't. That four five is is very interesting. That three six is <laughs> very interesting, and the Lakers get to seven. That's very interesting as well. Uh. Yo, Minnesota, man, like, all right. So <laughs> that stuff happened with Gobert, Punch, Kyle Anderson, or whatever. They suspend Gobert for this it, game. It was a it was a light show. I wouldn't call it a punch. <laughs> a light, but a light show. Here, here's, my, here's my thing, man. You call me a bitch a couple times. Listen. He lucky. He lucky. I he lucky it wasn't me. I punched him in one the time. Listen, you ain't got but one yeah, time. Yeah, like that's how you know different than be built different than us, because you ain't got but one time. I don't think he should have been suspended. I feel like you, if I feel like you curving your lips to say the word bitch, it's right. going off. <laughs> there you go. There you, go. <laughs> you might be saying bumblebee, and I'm like you you just your dive lips on puckered, you. Just dive your lips on puckered, you. and I thought you were saying the B word. I'm just gonna dive on you, take out all your fronts. Yep. yep. <laughs> but I, I don't think he should have been suspended, but I agree. Um, I agree with that. That was that was weak. If if Ant Man would have stole Kyle Anderson, they would suspend him. Oh no, 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 no. They don't like him. They don't like him. But why the fuck? That's crazy. Thank you. Right. All that all that you gave you have to like him. All that you gave up for him that like that that got to go down to one of the worst trades in history. If you automatically go move off of him after one year, they they Uh, it ain't it ain't work out. You can see it's not working out. I could have told him it wasn't gonna work from the beginning, but. I could have told Teachers him not to give up that much. I'd have, I'd have gave him a, a, a jaw brick and a pack of Snickers. I'm the kid with no full first rounders and players. You crazy? That's when you, that's when you know things went wrong right there for all that. You know what I'm saying? It's like inviting Brian Pumper to the porn set. Hey yo. <laughs> 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 you are flagrant today, sir. That's flagrant one. That's a flagrant one. <laughs> hey, look, this man said Brian Pumper. Well, like, what, what is <laughs> with his aluminum jewelry? <laughs> For those that know, oh, if man. you know, you know. Right. For those that yeah, know, yeah. Listen, listen, listen. We all are sick because everybody knows who Brian Pumper. Right. <laughs> we all laugh. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm looking we at. All, we all know. We all know. Uh, we all know who he is. So if you know, you know. Um, yo, so I'm I'm I was not really high on the Lakers, but like I don't I think mm. they can beat Memphis, man. I, I'm not I do not 
I'm not feeling Memphis, bro. Like, I'm not feeling them, bro. Is. And I, I, I would, I, it would be yeah, apropos for me be, if they humble them and beat them. I, I would love it. Yo, they talk too much shit. They ain't done nothing. And they, nothing. in the clutch, in the clutch, they are the most stupidest team, basketball IQ-wise, in the clutch. Like, I agree. It takes horrible, horrible shots in the clutch. Like, I watched them. I watched them against Philly one time. They were up. And in the clutch, like, we wound up coming back and winning. Yo, the, the, the stuff they was doing late in that game – just jacking up threes. Like, mm. who gave Dylan Brooks the green light to shoot these three? Like, bro, you sh- – man, I who think the Lakers Dylan can Brooks be- the green light to do anything? <laughs> oh, right, right. I'll, so, I listen, man, the, the West is, is, is tough because I'm not sold on nobody. Like, I wish yeah. Sacramento didn't – wasn't playing – go like – Golden State is a six seed, and they kind of getting getting themselves together. That's tough for a young Sacramento team, like it is because they're the team that I like to watch the most out of all these other all these teams. You know, what I'm saying they got the most clutch player this year, which is De'Aaron Fox. That's um, my guy. They, That's my guy. They're, they're a good story. That's a tough draw, though, man. Like it is. It is. I, I mean, I, let's be real. Looking, As Rick Flair said, to be the man, you got to beat the man, boy. And you gonna get the man first round. Yeah, if they beat Sacramento, I think they'll beat Denver too. Go to oh, State. I agree with that. I agree with that because they're gonna get them that 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 uh, road that road uh, monkey off their back because that's the issue right now. They ten to thirty on the road, so if they if they manage to pull off a couple of road games, win a couple of road games, get that underneath their belt with a whole team with Wiggins back, then yeah, I, I'm I'd be concerned if I was Denver. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Phoenix and Golden State in the in the Western Conference Finals. Um, I'm gonna go Phoenix and Golden State, but be, I would not. Wild. I would not be. I would not be surprised if it's not them and it's somebody else on both ends. Right. Like right. it's it's that close. You know what I'm saying? It's that close. But if yeah. I had to pick, I'm gonna go Golden State and and the Suns in the Western Conference Finals. Can you and, imagine uh, that? Like that you got to play Westbrook in the first round, and they have to play Steph and him in the in the, in the championship game. Oh, that's a hell of a storyline. That's a hell of a one yeah. right there. That's crazy. Okay, all right, Mike. Dell, what you got for the Western Conference, man? I know it's complicated, but give me your take. I agree. I agree. Well, first, two things. First of all, I think we see a six-seven matchup between Golden State and LA. Um, you know, I got two two low seeds. Well, you know, low seeds by the numbers, but I think everybody knows watching Golden State, they're better than a six-seed. Um, and then with the Eastern Conference, you know, it's only a few games that separate, you know, the tops from the bottoms anyway. So I think we see both the six and the seven. And, you know, if you want to call them upsets, but I will say I think the the winner of the conference is going to come from that four or five matchup. And I got Phoenix, Phoenix winning that, especially if KD's come coming back. I got Phoenix winning, uh, you know, winning West. Um, I do have them against. Golden State in the uh, in the in the conference championship. I'm not really sold on on Denver to be honest. Um, uh, not many people are to be yeah, honest. You know, and and maybe they're they're going to lean on that, but I just don't I don't see it in them. You know, it's a different animal and a different dog you have to have in the playoffs. And I don't know if you know a guy like Jokic and and you know the rest of the, of the Denver team is is really built like that. I'll go out and say I don't know if they're built like that. If they're built for the playoffs, um, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I haven't seen it yet. Um, hmm. 
I do think that's where teams like the Lakers, even though they won't match up with them, but teams like the Lakers, the Clippers, um, even the Suns, and of course the Warriors, that experience, those are really experienced teams. One thing the West has over the East is they have a lot of playoff experience. They have a lot of guys who know how to win, who know how to perform under the lights. They don't care. You know, the Western Conference is all vets. They could care less about the seeding. They just know once you get in the tournament, is anybody's game. And that's the thing that I think is going to keep them alive. Um, like I said, I, I don't think the Lakers have, you know, a team that's good enough to compete. But them against Golden State is going to be, you know, a great, great matchup. I think they're going to fight hard. Um, you know, and as long as God, this is all, of course, you know, depending on people paying, being healthy, um, yeah. which is one of the reasons why, um, you know, I think the team that probably has the most depth, the most experience, and could, you know, afford to lose a guy, one of their top guys, and still be there. I look at a team like Phoenix and, like I said, L.A. and, of course, Golden State. Those are my top three. But I got Phoenix over L.A. Uh, I'm sorry, Phoenix over Golden State in the conference championship. Um, and then, I, you know, I know we already talked about the Eastern Conference, but I think we see a Phoenix and Milwaukee uh, rematch in the uh, from a few years ago in the championship. Okay. Yeah. Trez, what you got? I agree on that 6-7 matchup. I think the Lakers will beat Memphis. Um, and I think Golden State will beat Sacramento. Uh, the 4-5, because Paul George, it doesn't sound like he's going to play. I don't know. If That's what it sounded like. Yeah. At least for that series. Well, that, if, they, if they got the second round, maybe. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a big blow. Um, so I like Phoenix, and then I like Denver against uh, really whoever. It doesn't matter who they're playing. Uh, so then Denver, Phoenix. I like Phoenix over Denver. Um, six games possibly, um, and then the Lakers and Golden State. I want to say the Lakers. I need to see. I need to see how they're going to play in this first round against against Memphis. Um, they've been playing better lately, and so if they can continue playing, playing at the level they've been playing over the last three weeks or so, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I could. I could see them. I could see them taking Golden State out, but we'll see. It, it, they they got to continue playing at the level they're playing right right yeah. now. The interesting thing about that matchup is that if Golden State were to advance and play the Lakers, they would have home court in that one. So yeah. that's that would that could play big as well in that yeah. matchup. So that yeah. that's that's something yeah. to think about yeah. in that particular aspect because they play really well at chasing it. So, uh, yeah, man. I mean, it's 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 a rough ask. I mean, I, yeah. I know my team probably better than anybody on this uh, panel, and you know, my only my biggest concern is health uh, for the Lakers for sure. Um, you know, if we can stay healthy, I'm still concerned about Braun and 80s foot, especially, you know, in the early rounds of the playoffs, you play every other night, you know. Yeah. So I've, I've seen this even even on every other night, not even back to back nights, but every other nights, you know, it's we have times where we play sluggish and you want you can't afford that in the playoffs. You can be down 15 by, you know, by having a bad quarter, you know, and that's yeah. hard to dig out, dig out of a hole when you're playing a good team. You know, so I think that you have to be able to be whole and and play good basketball for four quarters. If they can piece that together for four games, then yeah, I'm with it. But you know, the 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 lows that we have, um, and the 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 moments we go through. Although, although we probably play some of the best defense in in the league right now, from an efficiency perspective, it, it's one of those things where even though we're playing good defense, they're not scoring. We're not scoring either. You know, we go through periods and, and stretches where you know nobody puts the ball in the basket. You know, you, it's been moments and in, in times on numerous occasions where we lean on Austin Reeves to score. You know, Braun, AD, you know, D'Lo, all the people are on the court. And, and Austin Reeves is the one taking the ball and putting it in the basket. So when you got to do that, 
that concerns me in the playoffs. Yeah, so. It might be all right in the regular season, but in the playoffs that concerns me. So I'm I'm just I'm just hedging my bet. I'm taking one at a time. We win this game tonight, then we then we can talk about the Memphis series. But until we win this game, you know, because we one thing about one and done games, you know, one team get hot and you not, you know, it's not gonna be a good night for you. So, you know, I think we saw that with the Miami game. Miami came out flat and Atlanta started hitting some shots early, and guess what? They just couldn't dig themselves out the hole. Yeah. You know, and, and we know just like everybody else with them playing. Uh, if you have to play multiple playing games before they even play the tournament, that's don't bowl well for a veteran roster like the Lakers with AD and LeBron's legs, you know, for the for that particular aspect of it. So we got to play two playing games, even get in the playoffs. Even if we do play Denver, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be uh we're gonna be tired. So I I would much rather get this game over with tonight and play Memphis, but you know, we'll see. We gotta get things done. Get things done. Okay, we got a Knicks fan in the building. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, we coming out of everywhere all of a sudden. Ain't we? That's it. That's it. That's <laughs> it. That's it. So uh so uh uh what I miss. Oh yeah. So uh DK, what you got for the Western Conference? So for the Western Conference, that uh that LA, that Lakers Minnesota game, I think it's gonna be closer than people think because I think Minnesota play a little better when when Gobert not out there. You know, yeah, and, we're, we're and already that. down by four, and it was six minutes left in the, in the first quarter. So go ahead. They see, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Ant Man, Ant Man get loose, so that that floor gets spaced open. He can go ahead and get to work. So I don't know. It's gonna be closer than that, but I think if Minnesota beat y'all, I wouldn't be surprised if Minnesota beat Memphis. Really? And, yeah, because they played that that playoff series last year when they played each other. Mm-hmm. Minnesota blew that series. They should have. They should have won. Last year, I still can't believe they blew that series. They really blew that series. But it's, still but, not, it's not the same team either, though. Yeah, it's not. But they, I think they they match up well with Memphis for some reason. Okay. But you know, now if the Lakers win. You know, I'm a, I'm gonna go for Memphis. You, you just know, you know, my oh, brother. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know. yeah. So yeah. I, know, go, I know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and go with Memphis on that. The Sacramento Golden State. I think that's gonna be closer than people think. I'm giving. I'm saying it's going six. A lot of people saying uh, they should punish Sacramento. I'm like, uh, nah, Sacramento's different. They got they actually got a head coach that can coach. So yeah, I agree with that. It's different. They got they got good players. They got shooters too. That's another mm-hmm. thing. Okay. When you got shooters, you in the game all the time. So that four or five matchup is the one I was looking forward to. I just wish Paul George was playing because I know be, that's the part that sucks. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. But I'm gonna have to go with Phoenix for that just because Paul George out. Okay. And then Denver, of course, they take care of whoever they play. Yeah, that it sucks that whoever they're playing that nine ten game, whoever get the AC, they just yeah. it's just exercise of utility for real. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah it really is. So uh okay. and then I got Phoenix. I do got Phoenix beating beating Denver for some reason. Like like everybody said. I see, I definitely see that. I yeah, nobody's really sold on Denver. I mean, it's uh, just like every year with them in the playoffs, it's, it's they're the same. like the most lame duck one seed we've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. like, it's crazy. I just don't be I I don't know, I just don't understand it with them. And then so I wouldn't mind seeing Golden State and, like you said, Phoenix in the Western Conference Finals. That would be that would be crucial. That would because you know that that's like a revenge game for for either one. You know, what of I'm course, saying? of course. So, who who beats the who who bests the other? You know, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be a lot of trash talking too. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, Coach Kerr, what you got? Well, I guess I got the hot take. Um, well, I yeah. know where you going. Go ahead, though. Go ahead. Though. I know what you doing. Yeah, yeah. So I'll just cut right to the chase. Clippers versus Denver, Sacramento versus. Um, wow. Hold on, hold on. Let me make sure. Yes, it's gonna be Clippers versus Denver, Sacramento versus the Lakers, the Whoa. Lakers 
versus the Clippers. Lakers go to the championship. Hey, you know I'm with it. <laughs> you know I mean, I'm with it. Because we talked about it last week, right, about where we the did. Lakers could position oh. themselves, and right. I thought they was going to push to move up. But when looking at this, Minnesota's a damn cluster right now, so that's going to be a wash. Against Memphis, I think with LeBron's – um, what can I say? Le- LeBron's been there. Right. And the one thing about LeBron we have seen, he's been able to make sugar out of sugar, honey, iced tea. And not only that, he he he's been in those big moments. So the one thing about Memphis, they match up very well against Memphis um, and what Memphis brings to the table. Jaws probably going to get his. But uh, what's what should what's your dude that wants to be thuggish? Oh, Dylan uh, that, Brooks, Dylan Brooks. That don't phase LeBron. The fake, the fake right? Draymond, the fake Draymond. Yeah, the fake Draymond. That don't phase LeBron. That doesn't get to LeBron. So all that is not going to work against LeBron. Once you got through Lance Stevens, you good with any of that, right? <laughs> blowing in his ear. Yeah, blowing in his ear. You good against that. But if you look okay. at the matchups, that 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 leads to the Lakers, and the Lakers have gotten hot. I wanted to go when looking at Golden State, the one thing we talked about this many episodes, Golden State has not been good on the road. At all. They have been one of the worst road teams. And these first two got go Sacramento has home. One thing that Sacramento has been very dominant is at home. Okay. And that's where Golden State has not. Um when you look at Clippers and Phoenix, listen, who has been the one person that's been Kevin Durant's kryptonite? Outside of Jason Tatum last year, uh, Kawhi Leonard, and who's he got to play? Uh, that's a good one. I mean, but they say they say that Kawhi lost a step defensively. That's what they've been saying. They say he's been pretty good offensively. His defensive efficiency rating has been down this year. Kawhi losing a step defensively is better than eighty percent in the league that's defensively. Okay. Hey, you're right? not wrong. You're not wrong. And look at and here's the thing. I don't know what happened between the Lakers and Russell, but Russell with the Clippers, he's Obviously, he went to one of them them pools in L.A. and dipped his foot and his whole body in the youth pool because he's been playing lights out, right? Nobody believes in Denver right now. Um, it, it's looking it's looking weird. Nobody's comfortable, and I I'm saying it's going to be a, a L.A. Uh, uh, final. And with that being the case, I just don't see the Clippers being able to hold up against LA and I think uh I think LeBron talked to A D and said if you don't get your shit together, it's gonna be me and you, Slim. Uh, well some gotta give. Some gotta give. We still down three or four minutes left, so uh some have to give. Like that's my point. I'm problem with playing bad quarters. You can't play bad quarters in in in, in the uh, playoffs, man. It just it just can't happen. Yeah. Four minutes left we only got fifteen points. That that's that's not a recipe for for, for winning, man. But it, you know, it's still three quarters left. I think they can still get this game, but it's just a it's an issue with them going forward. If you have those bad quarters in Memphis, you know, you can be down two or before you know it. Oh yeah. So it, it's just it's just a matter of what legacy team we get. That's for sure. All right, so let's talk about the MVP race real quick. I want to get everybody's uh, take on who they feel like the MVP is. So we got it was down to a three man race, Giannis uh Jokic and in in uh MB. Rail can't um, say anything. Yeah, we are. We already know who he picked. <laughs> we already know that. We already know that. So we've been discussing for the last few weeks, and I feel like this race is probably the tightest race has been um, in quite some time when it comes down to MVP voting. 
Uh, Ozmaker still got Embiid being a favorite in most in most uh, betting sites. Uh, the numbers, you know, outside of Jokic, you know, damn near averaging a triple double. Um, you know, Giannis and 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 uh, Embiid's numbers are pretty close together um, from a field goal percentage perspective, points per game. Um, you know, the uh, the Boston, not Boston, but uh, Denver and uh, the Bucks have the first, number one seed in each conference. Um, the the seventy six have the three seed. So, from a panel's perspective, who you feel like is is your is your vote? If you had a vote for MVP, who would you pick? Let's let's start with Mike Dub. You know, it's MVP is one of those tricky things because technically. You know, normally it's like a a five year window where you can choose the same person all, you know, all five years. If you look at, you know, LeBron at at this certain point in time, you can give it to the same guy, you know, all five years. Same thing with Giannis right now. To be honest, if we're talking about the best player, he's the best player on both sides of the floor. Absolutely. Um, So, you know, it's it's really it's really his to, you know, to give Um, the team is is always successful. The team goes how, how he goes and. He doesn't have many down nights and many down games. Um, so I mean, it's really you could really give it to Giannis. It's hard for me to to give it to you know anyone else because I feel like he's the best player on both sides of the ball. But that being said, I like Embiid and I'm rooting for Embiid to win it. I think he's earned it. He's shown that he could be healthy this year. Um, you know, he's he's hasn't had many many downs. He's been consistent, and um, I like the fact that he wants it. He's going after it. He doesn't shy away from it. You know, he's made it clear that he wants it. He takes on the battle. You saw how he does against against Jokic. Um, to me, it would be, you know, I would like to see Embiid win it, but I feel like Giannis is probably the best choice. Um, I don't think Jokic is, you know, is is the guy for, for the award this year. I just don't. Um, I, just his defensive, you know, this that when I when I see an MVP and his effort on defense, I just don't see that as an MVP effort. You know what I mean? And and as good as he is, as great as he, you know, is on the stat sheet and everything like that, I like Embiid and Giannis over him. So I say Giannis, Embiid, Jokic. Okay. You know what's weird about Jokic? And we've been arguing about this for about three weeks, right? Maybe longer. Uh, Coach Craig, correct me if I'm wrong. But what's interesting about this whole situation, Giannis, Jokic has won it two times in a row, right? Yeah. And his team has done better this year than, his, than the previous two winnings, right? He's averaged more points, rebounds, and assists this year than he does in the free previous two awards. So you think by normal deduction, he should win the award, right? Based upon the fact that his team is the number one seed in the West. He's he's averaging a triple double damn near. Like I said, they, like I said, and then they, and to give you another, you know, flashpoint, they played, I want to say, the Rockets one night without Jokic, and they they lost that game. Mm-hmm. And and that that tells you you take your best player off the court and how the team plays without him. Tells you by rule he's valuable, right? He might be the most valuable to that team, bar none. So yeah. it's, it's 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 a rough ask to say that you don't you don't give it to Jokic because of that narrative. But a lot of all this stuff plays into it, like you said, you know. And, and again, and it's always one of those things where the best player in the league don't always win the award. Mm-hmm. You know, we can harken back to you know Jordan in his heyday. You know, Kobe is your Travis. The Kobe only won one. Absolutely. LeBron in that Derrick Rose year. I'm still protesting that one. That, there's no way in the world he shouldn't have won that one. You shouldn't roll with three or four in a row in that particular respect. So you know, it's 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 almost like it's a, it's a it's a storyline and narrative award per year. So you know, so who what does the voters feel like in this year versus yeah. years past? Because yeah, by the well, numbers, Jokic has played the most games. He's yeah. averaging the, the best stats, and his team's number one. Yeah. One thing I will say though, just like you know, just like we say in football, 
you know, the eye in the sky don't lie. You know, the stats can tell one story, but if you're watching the game, you can clearly see who has oh, yeah. more of an impact. Oh, yeah. And I think that's that's the difference. Jokic, if you follow the stats, you always give it to him. But if you watch Joe, you know, Embiid and Giannis play, it's clearly that, you know, to me that they're the most valuable. Yeah, the impact on the game is is, is more is greater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh DK, what you got over there, man? Who's who you voting for MVP? I'm 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 rolling with uh nah, Mike, you said you're going with Giannis. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Giannis. I'm a bro, I'm going with Embiid. I think okay. Embiid been lobbying for it this year, so he, he he been putting up numbers like crazy. So mm-hmm. I can't hate on that. I just mad he didn't uh play that game when they was they was supposed to be in Denver, I think it was. And he yeah, said, yeah, he yeah, he had a cap problem. Yeah, I was mad about that because he should have sat out one of the other games before and just went ahead and got that. I, we talked about that. We Kurt, me and Kurt talked about that. We said we should have shot out the game when in Phoenix and played yeah, the Denver yeah. game. Exactly, you wouldn't yep. have played that because that's what everybody was looking for. They was looking for that matchup, right? But I mean, and B just he just unstoppable on that block. Giannis could get the MVP every year for real because the numbers he be putting up is just ridiculous. Agreed. So, but I just think B been he just been real consistent this year, and it just feeling like he 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 can go ahead and get it this year. Okay, okay, Trez, what you got? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I'm leaning Embiid, um, but I'm looking at the numbers, man. So Giannis, they were saying Giannis, his stats, 30, 55 from the field, 11, 6. They said nobody's done that since Wilt. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at Jokic, 63% from the field. Like The numbers is just crazy. Like I mean, all three, it, honestly, you can give it to either one of them, right? It's that close. Right, that's why I say it's a tight race. It's, it's very tight. Um, but I, I'll lean – and B, as everyone else has said, like he's lobbying for it this year. He's been on the floor more this year um, than he has in the past. Um, and, you know, it looked good. His impact on the game is, mm-hmm. is obviously, you know, great. So I, I'd, I'd lean him. Um, but if I was I was ranking them, I'd go in B, one. I'd go Giannis, two. And then Jokic, three. Um, okay. It's it's close. It's close this year for sure. Now, now, Jack, man, we got we got we got we got representation all over, man. We got Coach Mike Dub is a Knicks fan. Sorry. We got we got we got DK Five is a Wizards fan. Coach Trez is oh, a Mavericks right. fan. Coach Rail is a 76ers fan. At the moment, at this very moment, Coach Kurt is a, is a Kings fan. <laughs> and of course, oh. I'm a Lakers fan. At this moment, he's a Kings fan. You know, it could change after the season, but right now, he's a Kings fan. He's a Kings fan. So we got representation all over, man. That's why I'm doing this show, man. So we get a perspective from all over the league, man. So, uh, yeah, we got representation everywhere. And Jack is everybody's uh, to knowledge. Jack is a Sacramento Kings fan. He's a Raiders fan and a Kings fan. So he's my rival everywhere I go. Every podcast I do, he's my rival. Either it's football or it's basketball. He, we always got beef. It's friendly beef, but we still we got we got beef on the field. So that, But that's my guy, though. Bo Bros, what's happening? Good buddies. What's happening over there? My 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 Bo Broke Padres Chargers fans in the building. Appreciate y'all coming through. So uh for me, I'm not asking real. We not we not talk, I'm not talking to you. We already know what you we already know your conversation. And, 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 I, I, got some, I have some good points, man. I have some okay, good right, points. Okay, I'll 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 lend to you. I'll lend to you then. Let me hear. Okay. So clearly I'm going and right? Of course. And he should have won last year. My problem with the whole situation is like the goalposts get moved to make it so he don't win. Like the narrative gets switched. The importance of certain things. Okay, games played was 
the first year he was eligible, games played was a reason why he didn't get it, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not applying because he played a right, like the same amount that Giannis played this year. And it was an issue for him. You know what I'm saying? Right. It was goalposts was moved. Then you say, okay, well, this person should get it because their team is number one. But Jokic got it. His team was a sixth seed. They were. They were. You know what I'm saying? And it's like I feel like the goalposts get moved for Embiid because I, I think certain people just don't like him. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to say this. Like, whether we like to admit it or not, the narrative plays a huge part in, in picking these things. He – so – if Jokic was the one that had been three straight, right? Like when 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 these players retire and stuff like that, these stuff like this goes on their resume to kind of rank their greatness. It'll yeah. be very unfortunate for a generational talent at center like MB to go his whole career and not get one and finish second three years in a row. Like that's crazy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like especially yeah, when it's it close at the end. Well, he'd be on the it's same cool. plane as Kobe because Kobe only won one. Yeah, and and I'm saying, but he got one. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And B didn't, doesn't have any. And then he had to sit and make second team all the NBA last year and the year before that while leading the league in scoring for the first yeah. time as a center since mm-hmm. Shaq. And, and Shaq has never averaged 33 points a game like Embiid is having. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like like it's his time, and I think he should get it. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think he's answered a lot of questions that people had of him previously. He's been on the court, leading the team. He's besides De'Aaron Fox, he's one of the most clutch players this year. And in crunch time, if they they put up a, a a graphic of these players in crunch time, his numbers are blow away the other two. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like again. All three of them are worthy of being MVPs with the season that they're having. But I just think, man, it's it's Embiid's time. Like it's like it's we've been finding reasons not to give it to him in previous years. So I think he should get the chance to 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 get, you know what I'm saying, to get the MVP this year. I think I think Jokic was third for me, Giannis second, and Embiid first, because that Rockets game, Jokic played, by the way. The, the, the game they lost to the Rockets, he played in that mm-hmm. game. Um, and they they had lost a, a few games to some teams. That they was the very last lost. game. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. The very last Rockets game, he did play. He, he only had like, like 15 and like 10 or something like that. He some pedestrian yeah, numbers. Like, yeah, I agree. I, I think he started fading. Uh, he started fading, you know what I'm saying? And then, like my man said, the eye test, bro. Like, when you watch the game, you can see that he's not a presence defensively at all. I watched the Sacramento game. He was a turnstile. Like, it was wow. layup, 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 layup. You know what I'm saying? Like it's two sides of the court. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think, I, I think you know, it's MB's chance. Of course, I'm biased, but I got some points to back up my biasness. You know what I mean? Hey, not, nothing wrong with that. Listen, if you got facts to back it up, then I'll, I'll ignore your fandom and hear you out. So uh, definitely that, man. I definitely agree with that. It should be his award. But I, again, I wouldn't want to be a voter this year because it's tough. But like I said, the argument I gave for Jokic in his, in his totality of his season, 
you know, his numbers is the best he's had in this in every every award that he's been up for. It's this is the best season he's had. So that's hard to argue. And Bede's dominance to your point, the assess is an issue, you know, because like I said, you know, you you know how you know extremely valuable he is. I think that you take only Giannis is the only person that you can take off the court in his particular team and they still win and, and can win be, be good teams. Uh 76 is without Embiid, the Denver Nuggets without Jokic. They 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 not beating good teams. It is it's proof in the pudding. You've seen it. So I think that's an issue for uh Giannis and winning. I think he's probably the third man out in this particular space. But pound for pound best player is definitely Giannis on the Zgupo, bar none. And let's just be real about it. So mm-hmm. you know, we'll see how it checks out, man. But Coach Kurt, you got anything to add before we move on? There's two things you don't do. One, never Never, under any circumstance, take a sleeping pill and a laxative at night. And number two, vote for Jokic. <laughs> Damn. Take a laxative and a sleeping pill and then vote for Jokic. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> I, I, actually, I knew you were going to give me one. He likes Sister Odell from, from Steve Harvey. I know you're going to give me one. <laughs> I know you're going to give me one. Yes, indeed. Oh, yes, indeed. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see how it shakes out, man. But, again, I wouldn't want to be a voter. Because I can, it's, it's a rough ask, and it just depends on how you feel about the particular player. It's going to come down to who votes it, but I think it's going to be a photo finish. It's not going to be a landslide victory at all for nobody, in my opinion. So, in my opinion, so yeah. All right, so I want to thank the panel for being here for the NBA segment. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to bring Coach Bev in to talk Ravens uh, news. So, my guys, uh, who, who's going to stick around? Everybody, everybody sticking around? Or are we, are we going to? Uh, anybody going to watch for backstage? Everybody sticking around? I'll be around. Okay. I'm All right, so we'll take a quick I'm break. We'll run a quick ad, and then we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk NFL news. We're gonna talk the Ravens, and we're gonna talk NFL draft. We'll be back in a minute and thirty. We are back. We are back. Hey, I'm my my guy DK. Coach, settle the debate for us, man. That 49ers clip with Dion ran that touchdown back. As a 49er fan, who's number 28 in the secondary? They're doing a Tiger Woods fist pump at the end. 
I went. I was looking, but I look. I was so focused on Dion. I wouldn't even pay attention to who number twenty eight was. I'm trying to remember who was number twenty eight back then. The Martin Hanks Dion secondary. Who was twenty eight? Yeah, I'm trying to remember who was twenty eight. I got. I got to figure it out. That's a good question. All right, well, let us know, I'm man. Saying, we set, set up that big schools. I was right. sitting there trying to do the Dion dance. I said, "Look at my man." <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Definitely the greatest, greatest quarterback to ever do it, man. Bar none. Ain't, ain't, sure. ain't no argument. I'll debate a wall if you want to debate it. So uh, let's talk NFL news, man. Let's talk about uh, these Ravens here. Let's bring in my guy, uh, Coach D. Bev. All right. Bad. What's happening, good brother? What's going on over there? That was good, bro. It was good, man. Congrats, congrats on the 100, man. Appreciate that. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that, man. Uh, we got to talk about these here, uh, these Ravens, man. Uh, y'all got Odell Beckham in the building now. And uh, uh, what's that mean for these bro, Ravens? We up, man. Man. We, we's up right now, man. Are y'all up? <laughs> city boys up? The city boys up? The city hey, boys man, up? It's, it's, a, it's a, after, what was it, a couple weeks ago, man. You know, we was down bad. You know, it wasn't looking good. You know, Lamar wrote his goodbye letter and all that. But we up right now. You know, they out in Miami, you know, partying, got the sparklers and the bottles, man. They, you know, we up, man. Back, okay. All right. Well, you said it. <laughs> the city boys up in Baltimore. All right. Yeah. That's what's up. So Odell comes in, signs for 15 million guaranteed, 18 million dollars in incentives, and uh he immediately gets on IG Live talking to Lamar Jackson. They go out to the club and party, you know. So he got him a number one receiver, you know. So uh is that gonna is that gonna lean to the idea that he comes back and he into the fold and signs a deal to, to be our quarterback for the future? Bro, like it, the optics tell you yes. Like, you know, all the, you hear all the reports about, you know, Lamar being a part of the sort of uh, the the objective the, the to get, you know, Odell in the building. I, I think that's true. I, I think it's also working both ways where, um, you know, because when you look at the contract, the way they structured it, it's not just a one-year deal. They got the void years on it. So this is really a long-term play to bring Odell in and like, yo, like, look, we going out. Y'all understand, man, as a Ravens fan, we have not had a receiver this good ever, like yeah, I mean, like ever, 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 like we are, you know, wide receiver hell. Like is, you know, Steve Smith was the last decent receiver we had. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying like anything about Bateman, Hollywood. Those dudes just couldn't either stay on the field or do it consistently, right? Or has had did it for a long time. Right. But like you know, so this is a big moment. I think you know, like if you're Lamar Jackson, bro, like you got a team that loves you, a city that loves you. You bring in the dude like Odell, you get an opportunity to play with a dude like Odell. Like, that dude ain't well, he ain't got no other suitors. I mean, ain't nobody else calling. You know what I mean? Or nobody else giving that kind of money up. That's what that was. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody else giving that money up? Y'all gave up fifteen million dollars. Most people talking six, maybe eight. You know, at the at the, at the Jets were going to bring try to bring him in for a visit. I know, I'm sure they weren't talking fifteen million dollars. They got to sign bringing Aaron Rodgers in for sixty. So I know they got fifteen to spend. <laughs> Definitely an unusual move for us. We don't we don't do things like that. We don't overpay nobody. <laughs> and yeah, right well we, we don't, especially a receiver. We don't do that. This is uncharacteristic. I felt like EDC's probably in the hot seat, the GM. Um, mm. you know, feeling a little like we couldn't, we're really held hostage right now by Lamar's situation, not being able to sign anybody in free agency. So this is like that one splash, you know, move, like, you know, throw all the chips in, let's go. Okay. Okay. So, how does the paddle feel about this uh, move and whether or not it's going to lure Lamar Jackson back to Baltimore? Let me let me start with my guy Rel as an Eagles fan. 
I mean, finally give him a receiver. Like, finally. like, I mean, the receiving cause, man, that's been my issue with, with them and with the criticism of Lamar is like, well, let me see him with a true number one and then let's talk about what you think about him as a passer and decision maker and stuff like that. I mean, a, a true number one changes can can change a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it helps. You know what I'm saying? Look at look at our quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like when we got AJ, you pair AJ with Devontae. Game changer. With a tight end, it's a game changer. Mm-hmm. It's that that reliability, that trust. He only trusts Mark Andrews. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's that's it. You know what I'm saying? And I, I was looking. You know the Ravens ain't had a thousand yard receiver. Sent that they said Marquise got a thousand one year. Yeah. Um, he got a thousand one year, and it really didn't seem like it to me it because he's not he, reliable. You know, yeah, he had a lot yeah, of drop he, issues, a lot of drops. You know, what I'm saying bad drops too. Like you know, what I mean, yeah. it's been Mark Andrews. It's been thinking back in the past. Um, you know, they had some names, but all of them were kind of like past their their time as a receiver. You know, what I'm saying their prime. I think it's. I think it was a a good move based on the position they were in. I think they should have addressed it earlier. And they might not be in this position that they hit. You know what I'm saying? They should have got him some receivers and I and changed that that offense a little bit to make receivers even want to come play there. You know what I'm saying? Like it was it was a lot of talk about receivers not wanting to play there because of the the play calling. Like you know what I'm well, saying? I'm, I'm glad not, you I'm, said I'm, that because my my guy knows a little bit about the OC over there scratching his beard. <laughs> Greg Roman was, was coordinator. Greg Roman was OC coordinator yeah. in San Fran before he was Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my my boy, I got a boy that's a San Fran fan. He hate like if he seen Greg Roman like in person, like he would he would go bear him. Like he would snuff him. Like is he on site? Is on site with Greg Roman? It's on site for Greg. My, one of my friends, Forty Nine fan, it's on site. It's on site. So, um, I I think. You know, it's a it's a step in the right direction. I think they have to do whatever it takes to keep Lamar in the fold. To me, unless you plan on rebuilding, unless that's you, good, you plan like that's you're not getting yeah. you're not getting caught up. Like, bro, it's not. It may seem like it is. It's not a lot mm-hmm. of top quarterbacks out there, right? It's and, and, not. And they'll see like, you automatically and pick a high in the draft if you don't have a quarterback. Let's be real about it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 I think it was a good move based on the where they were at, where they're at right now and what they need to do. Anything that can make uh Lamar feel a little bit happy about staying in Baltimore. You know what I'm saying? I think think it was a good move. Okay. And the general talking about it's talking about bringing maybe bringing in D Hop too. Now, if they pay up Odell or D Hop together and they can figure out a way to restructure D Hop's deal and, and trade for him, that's that's another move in the right direction. So, how do what, we what I would that? do? I, what but, I would do is I wouldn't do that. I, okay. I would bring in Odell. I would draft. I agree with that. 
I, I would draft one. I can't agree, I yo. What, tell, tell, man, tell us, tell us. We are not. We don't draft receivers, bro. Like we are 0-4. Like yeah, I mean well, that's not our thing. Like I'm not. But, trying but, to but here, here, here's the problem. Look at look at the type of receivers y'all have attempted to draft. Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all um. They're almost like the Raiders. Like, let's draft the fastest nigga out here. And true, bro, like, yo, we, I can, yo, we can go back in history, bro. We tried every, we tried the fast dudes, the small dudes, the big dudes. And it just don't work dude. out. Either, either they, don't pay, they hurt. Right. I feel, I feel, I feel you, I feel you, but I think, I think, I think you can't let that scare you off from. From your plan, like, cause I, we we were the same way. The Eagles, like, if you look at the people, the receivers that we've drafted, they all been. I mean, we drafted Jordan Matthews, we drafted Freddie Mitchell in the first round. Remember Freddie Mitchell? We we were always round? drafting terrible receivers. Freddie he was Mitchell a was first rounder, round? yeah. Wow, I did not know Fred that. Fred X, Fred X was a was a first round pick. You know wow, what I'm saying? I did not know then that. I did not know that. Look, then we drafted Jalen Rager. Remember instead remember of Justin Jefferson. I and went back that the next it. year, the very next year, and drafted Devontae, and it worked out. So that's right. so I'm saying is just because y'all haven't had success doing it in the past doesn't mean that yeah. you just don't do it anymore. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I think bringing point. in D Hop, I think bringing in D Hop, I mean, I think it's it's a that's a short picture, short sighted signing to me because I don't know where he is age wise, health wise. When he's right, he's really good. You know what I'm saying? But I think, I think this year will be the year to to draft a receiver. If you do first him. round, it's hard to miss, though. Yeah. It's really hard to miss out of the top five receivers in the draft in the first round. I don't think you can miss from any guy. To be honest with you, we talking. They can't. They can't sign D Hop, Odell, and Lamar. Money wise, Actually, yeah. We can though, like that. Uh, I mean, if they if, if they do the whole Deshaun deal where you got one million dollars on the cap and give him fully guaranteed in the first year, you could because he's not a he's not a big cap hit. Yeah, but D Hop D Hop will have the restructure and Lamar is gonna have to take that guarantee money deal. And Lamar they should doing draft, they should draft Jackson, what's it, Jackson Smith? Smith Najiba, uh, yep, Jason, yeah. yep. I, I think he's gonna go yeah, early yeah. though. I don't they have to trade up and get him. I think he's gonna go top fifteen. I think, in my personal opinion, I think he's going to be the first one off the board, in my personal opinion. So, I think they're looking at, like, a, Jay, a Jordan Addison or a Jay, a Zay Flowers, somebody like that. Uh, Jalen Hyatt. I think they're looking at somebody like that. But, yet again, I don't think you can miss with none of those dudes in your offense. And you got to realize, too, that the one thing y'all have different than y'all had years past is that y'all OC is a former college coach. Like, he knows the receivers are coming out of college because he was George's OC. So that's different. So you have that, that voice in the room to tell you that, hey, this guy's good. This guy can play. He fits my offense. You know, because I've seen them in college. So that's the one thing you can have working for you in regards to uh, having a different OC because that, that particular aspect of it is new because Greg Roman didn't know nothing about college kids. He didn't, he didn't coach in college and, you know, we probably was in high school when he coached college. I don't know how long it's been, but yeah, it, it's been a long, it had been a long time before he actually had been uh, any type of uh, college recruit. Uh, recruiting coach, so I think that plays into it. But I, I agree. I think you should draft it. I mean, because I mean, outside of receiver, what do you really need in the draft that you were picking the first round? That's not. We need a corner, bro. Like Marcus Peters. Yeah, that's we, true. We, made, we try that's to true. bring him back, but he's not the same Marcus Peters since that's before true. his injury. Yeah. I mean, so we need a corner. I, I could. I would love to see D Hop come in. And the reason I say that is because we defense is ready to go right now. 
It is. Y'all don't have a lot of holes. Right. So, like, our weakest hole is receiver. Why not double down? You know what I mean? Therefore, you have your depth. Your depth, you know, with Bateman, he he has potential, but, like, the injury bug. And so, you're dealing with Odell. You got Bateman coming off of injuries. And then you you sprinkle in a D-hot. That's why I want to see more depth there. I'm not I'm not mentioning Aguilar. (laughs) I mean, we put Uh, Aguilar. Yeah, yeah, I picked up Aguilar, too. I did realize that, yeah. I mean, I, I want to see do something different. What we have been doing is trying to draft hit on receivers every single year with Lamar's deal. Let's give him some proven guys right now, and let's try to go after it this year. Get a corner for the future. Um, okay. I don't see it happening, but that's the dream, right? <laughs> that's the dream. Yeah, I, I, that's the dream, though. I, I get it. I get it. So it's it's still a you know it's still a it's still a contentious you know point. I think that the better y'all do from a Offensive perspective, you know, as far as bringing in people, draft or free agency will bode well for him coming back. You know, again, you got a new OC, weapons, you know, O lines coming back healthy, the running backs is room is stable. You know, it's it's a good situation. It's a good situation. You know, I, I can't see y'all moving off of them. You know, I mean, there's a lot of rumors out there. You know, talking about they move want to move up in the draft. They may, maybe get Richardson or you know, you know, I mean, end up trading Lamar and all this type of jazz, but. You know, I, I think his best his I think it's best for both parties, Baltimore and Lamar, for him to stay in Baltimore, in my opinion. But you gotta you gotta be able to come to the table with the right stuff because if you don't, if you don't, then what what do you have? Because like Rail said, he's going to rebuild it. You know, if you don't want to sign him to a long term deal, you your your likelihood of competing is slim. So you're likely going to be in a rebuilding state. And the defense is not built to be rebuilding. The defense is ready to win. It's just whether or not your quarterback is going to be there or not. Yeah, that's, I mean, the thing is, too, Lamar, we got to put some ownership on him. You know, I said this last time. I feel like he's he got he's got a lot of pride right now. I think what he's looking for, the market is telling you is not there, whether it's collusion or not collusion, whatever it is. Like, that's oh, not it's collusion. Yeah, oh, I mean, it's collusion. You're not going to get it, right? So, you know, at some point, you know, if you, you know, on his Instagram, he put, like, I, I ain't folding, right? All right, at some point you're gonna to have to fold or you're not gonna play. If you're gonna sit out, there's no guarantee you come back and you're gonna get what you're looking for next year. Joey B's coming up on a contract. Your man in uh LA is coming up on his Herbert, contract. Yeah. Mm. So we're gonna have some answers real soon to understand truly like what the market is. And you know, like, we're gonna see a resolution this year. It's just whether it's sooner or later. I'm hoping for sooner. Okay. Do you think it happens before or after the draft? I think Likely after the draft, I think it's going to happen after Joey B's extension. I think we're going to have to. I think we have to see one more contract for Lamar, like to say okay, one way or another. Like if if, if Joey B, like you know, brings you know if he gets that you know he starts setting that market for you know higher guarantees, then all right, Ravens run off is, you know that's what it is, right? But if it go the other way, then you know Lamar has no choice but to to realize that. Okay. Okay. So what did the panel have for Coach Bavin in regards to the Ravens? You know, it's it's, it's crazy. Um, you mentioned it early on. It really comes down to the play calling. You know what I mean? I mean, you can have all the weapons that you need on the outside, but, you know, what good does he want to do if you're still running 22 personnel and, you know, you're you calling 40 run plays a game or whatever the case, you know, whatever the case is. Um, with guys like receivers, you have to keep them involved throughout the whole game. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just run the ball and then expect them in the fourth quarter to just, you know, go off randomly when you need them. There's got to be ways. And it doesn't always have to be throwing the ball, you know, downfield 30, 40 times. Sometimes it could be just little things to keep them involved, you know, so that they're not just 
blocking for the whole game. You know what I mean? So it's going to be interesting to see how they how they're able to scheme it. Because at the same time, even though they're getting weapons like this, they still have an identity. You know what I mean? And Lamar still is Lamar. He's been successful with that identity. So you don't want to get too far away from them. So it's going to be you know interesting to see how they're able to balance keeping those new weapons happy, um, keeping the fan base happy because the fan base has been crying for you know different play calling and you know something to open it up a little bit. So they're going to have to find that thin line of of doing what works and knowing what you know what Lamar is successful at and what the team is built for, but at the same time feeding those weapons. And honestly, being able to compete with the guys that they're competing against. I mean, scoring 17 points is not good enough for Cincinnati. You know, scoring 17 points is not good enough to beat Buffalo and Kansas City especially. So it's going to be good to open it up in games like that. It's going to be interesting to see how they're able to balance it so that, you know, they can keep everybody happy. But I like the move. I do. And I think Lamar ends up, you know, back in Baltimore. You know, I think all of this will be solved before camp. I don't know if it's before or after the draft, but definitely before camp. We'll see him back. Okay. Anybody else got anything? Okay. No, just pay the man. Pay the man. It's, it's been it's been long enough, man. You playing these games and and joking around, but you know what? They're staying true to form. They're staying true to their DNA. The uh, they've been built on defense. They've won by defense, and they've been a run heavy, uh, wide receiver deficient team. And outside of maybe a handful of quarterbacks they've missed on on that as well so you know it's not surprising but at this point it's getting contentious and i i truly believe it's half it's it's a half step too late right because yeah you may you may get lamar to pause but lamar still wants his money right That's and true. he still and, and and it's not and here's the thing and i end with this He wants what he's worked to earn. It's not like he's walking in saying, okay, I haven't been uh, one of the top tier, most winningest quarterbacks. When you look statistics and people like to say, oh, well, what about statistics? Look at his winning clip. Look at what's happened. You talked about Embiid. Look at what's happened when Lamar is there and when Lamar is not. That's a great great point. That's a great point. That goes back to what we're saying about moving the goalposts because they keep moving the goalposts to Lamar when it comes to him getting his money. You know, but anybody else in the situation, if they got MVP, eighty uh, percent winning percentage, you know, you know, a playoff win, multiple playoff appearances, things of that nature, they roll out of red carpet back on the brink truck, right? Oh, pay, but all pay, of a sudden, you know, they, they want to they want to paint this narrative and and and, and browbeat him negatively as if he's not a, a a solid passer, you know, just basically basically paint him out to be a running quarterback. That's that's not it. That's not and, it. And, so and talking about his injury, right? But when he yeah. was doing what he was doing when he was setting a rushing record um, as a quarterback when you have a tight end doing a sweep throwing it to your quarterback oh there was no concerns then but now when it's time to pay him oh we're concerned about his injury history when but you put injuries, him in that position you put him in a position to be at, be hurt you got an NFL coordinator running a wing tee what the hell <laughs> not a wing tee though <laughs> not a wing tee okay all right, well, I mean, you know, we're gonna see, man. It's gonna be a good, it's gonna be a, a a narrative, especially as we ramp up to the draft in the next two weeks. You know how that thing's gonna play out. Uh, I could see, uh, you know, somebody like uh, Miami or a couple of teams that they strike out in the draft, maybe coming to the table with a deal, try to trade for Lamar, just to put that out there. But I think that people want to kind of hedge their bet and draft first, and then see I can give up two future firsts if I want to, you know, buy for his services because I realized that I can't win 
you know, with a mediocre quarterback, you know, Desmond Ritter, uh, you know, people like that. Uh, you know, Tua Tungvaloa, you know, let's be real about it. I mean, you know, they with that offense, I mean, you put Lamar Jackson with, with Johnny what Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, tell me the offense ain't the top five offense. So let me let me where's ask. the lie? Where's yeah. the lie? Yeah. Could, could they afford that though? I mean, they just signed Jalen Ramsey. Like, I mean, how much money they got? Like, I mean I mean, it always depends on how you structure the deal for the first. I mean, Jalen Ramsey's deal is only for two years. So if they can structure it around, you know, it not being a heavy cap for the first two years and they can just push the money out, you know, they can make it work. They can make it work. So, it, you know, I mean, hell, like I said, they made Deshaun Watson deal work, and he only had a million-dollar cap in for the first year. Yeah. You know, so they had $40 million just sitting in cap for chilling, doing nothing. They got plenty of cocaine money. You know what? I'm through with you. I'm through with you. <laughs> All right, well, if anybody got any more questions for Coach Ben, we're going to move on, man. We'll talk about NFL draft as we wrap up the show, man. Uh, the NFL draft is coming up, and we've been doing an ongoing segment in NFL draft showcase. Uh, we've been talking about uh, each position uh, leading up to the draft. And uh, we're getting into uh, in- interior line and middle linebackers this week. So uh, uh, we, I think we did edge rushes last week, and that was a pretty good segment. Yeah. Um, so from, from the interior lineman perspective, you got uh, guys like Jalen Carter, uh, Kalaji Clancy, uh, Maisie Smith, Brian Brees, uh, you know, Jalen Redman, Gervon Dexter, just to name a few. Um, you know, from the panel's perspective, you know, it, from an interior D-line perspective, who do you like? And if you could draft one guy and, and, and with your first pick, who would you pick? I'm going Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter? Okay. Yeah. Hey, who, what's the young man from Pitt? What's his Cl- name? Clancy. Elijah Clancy. Can- if, it's, Can- if it's not Carter, it's Clancy. Okay. Okay. I agree. I like I like Carter. I like Clancy, too. But, um... You know, there's somebody, and I'm a little biased when I say this, but I'm gonna put one guy on the on the radar that's uh, not on this list, but has been making a lot of noise and has a chance at really, you know, being like an unsung hero. Guy coming from, got a Bowie State, you know, I got to put on for him. Okay. But, uh, you know, <laughs> got to put on for my guy prior, man. Uh, about six four, two hundred eighty pounds. Um, they've been working him out at both interior and exterior line. Also, some rush, uh, rushing as well. Um, but yeah, Joshua Pryor, keep a keep an eye out on him. He makes a lot of noise at the senior bowl, has some workouts with some good teams. Um, I think he's a guy that because of his, you know, ability to play different places, he's mm-hmm. a guy that in a few years we might hear from him. And, you know, if you ain't heard from him yet, then you're gonna hear from him in the future. So I like Carter, I like Cansey, but I'm gonna put another guy on the radar as an unsung hero, Joshua Pryor, man. Okay. I like it. I like it. I actually like Gervon Dexter uh from Florida. Uh, he he's a sneaky pick. I think somebody getting him in the second round could could score a legit interior D lineman because uh you know he's again you know Florida's not as as prominent and as profound as a as a organization as a program really lately. But his tape, listen, like from a run stopping and a pass rush perspective, like he got he got a little bit of both. And I think if he refines it uh in in his first year in the league, I think he can be a a, a definite noisemaker. I think he can be up there with a Clancy or a Breezy. That are, they can kind of do both, can can hold their own in the run game and uh, be a good pass rusher from the interior, um, because you know, there's a few guys like like Mori Ojamo and uh, and Siki Aki, it, or they're more run stopping guys. But I think that Carter, Clancy, Breesy, I think even Dexter, even Jalen Redmond, from a certain perspective, they all can definitely uh, do a little bit of both. And I think that you need more so that in this league nowadays, somebody can do both. Um, because if you look at it from a from a stab perspective, you know a lot of teams are coming out in nickel packages, you know, on first down. We're not doing the base packages and and the heavy run stoppers 
in, in, in great lengths anymore. So I think that if you're able to do both coming out of college, then you're an asset and you will go higher in the draft and the other guys are just do it's just really good at it's stopping the run. So yeah, I think those two, those four or five guys, I think they're going to make noise uh, given the right system, and the right team. So yeah, I mean, I think Jake Jim Carla in, in Kansas is definitely a, a easy, easy pick, but those guys that are going to go behind them, I think they can make some noise too. It's just a matter of where they go and what system they play in. But I think they both got a little bit of it factor in them from my perspective. Anybody else got any, anybody you want to talk about before we move on to my linebackers? Um, I would say this for the Eagles, I would try to my best to get Jalen Carter. Um, and you matching them up with Jordan Davis. That's a nightmare. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to block or run against that. I don't with Nicole Dean behind it, like you building like a young core because. You know, we got some older players that's going to be leaving. You kind of sure. building a young core that's familiar with playing with each other and that's used to winning. They mm-hmm. have a winning pedigree over there in Georgia. So, um, if I was Philly, man, if, if I could get Carter, I would do it. Yo, Clancy uh, is very intriguing, man. Like He's super athletic. I mean, they're they giving him comparison. Yeah, yeah, he's he's intriguing, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. But if I was Philly, I would be trying to get Jalen Carter match him up with Jordan Davis. That's great. That's you. You got your interior D line set. And Redman coming off the edge. Ugh. Yeah, well, Hassan Reddick off the edge. Reddick, I'm sorry, Redman. I said Redick. Reddick. Hassan Reddick. Yeah. Reddick and Sweat coming off the edge. That's a problem. That's a problem. That's a problem. I don't want to. I don't want to have to deal with that if I'm a quarterback. Right. That's yeah. As the defensive coordinator, I'm salivating though. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. As a defensive yeah. guy, I'm salivating in that regard. But yeah, I, I think that you know, like I said, those particular guys, I mean, they're easy. Like, I mean, Brian Breesy, I think he's from Clemson. They, he's he's an easy sell too because he's a two way guy, um, pass rusher and run stopping. But um, but yeah, mm-hmm. if you need some run stoppers, I would say that uh, even uh, Jacqueline Roy, uh, Siki Siaki Ika, and Mori Ojamo, they all run stoppers. You know, big guys. You know, three hundred plus pound guys. They can just 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 take up two guys and just take them somewhere and let your linebackers mm-hmm. float it over ball. So, you know, from a run stop perspective, they're the guys. If you need a two way guys, I think Carter, Cancy, Breesy, Dexter, Revan are your guys. So, I think that that'll that'll, that'll bode well for who needs interior line for that particular uh, uh, stretch of run in the draft. So, I, mean, I like Byron Young too, though. Like Alabama dude, man. Like he, he give me similar vibes to um, uh, was dude from Washington, man, for Alabama product too. Um, oh, uh, uh, was it about Deron Payne? Yeah, Payne. I mean, he's not as athletic as Payne, but uh, he's a two-way dude, man. And it's, it gets the range more. He's better against the run, but man, that I, I think he, you know, late round, third, fourth round sleeper type of dude, right? Okay. Okay, I like it. I like it. All right. All right. So let's move on to linebackers real quick. All right. So we got a uh, we got a plethora of linebackers here. I need to switch this up real quick. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's a bunch of guys that I guess from the probably from the top ten or fifteen, all are serviceable in in, in top end guys. But in the linebacker, kind of like the running back position, kind of degraded. If you're not a three down linebacker, too, you got to look at that from that perspective. Um, but uh, I think it's odds on favorite. You know, I'm gonna go first because I'm you know that's my position, right? Uh, Dayon Henley is is the guy. Like if you, no matter who drafts him, he's gonna get they're gonna get a three down linebacker. He's he's a, he's a beast. Him him and Trent, Trent Simpson are, are the one two punch that no matter who you draft, you can't go wrong. Um, other ones, some guys are a little bit undersized in this particular stretch. Um, you got some guys like Jack Campbell. I think he's about 240 some pounds, 
But you also got some guys in here that are really quick and really fast, about 220 pounds. You know, your Kaiser White-esque type players, you know, really fast and quick into the ball, but in, a little bit undersized in the run game. So, um, you know, so who who y'all guys, if you, again, if you had to pick one or two guys out of this list, if you had to pick a linebacker, who would you pick? Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, Henley is the Henley is the guy. I'm intrigued with Noah Sewell. Um, I am too. I am too. He's a thumper. He's a thumper. That's Panay Sewell's little brother. Yeah. Um, I guess the right system. This this linebacker, uh, the linebackers, the Mike linebackers in this draft, it's it's not as deep. And strong as previous years to me. Um, I agree. You know what I'm saying? Where you got those. those it's got those a lot of athletes guys. in it. It's a lot of athletes in it, but it's not a whole lot of three down. You know, we're not looking at the yeah. Fred Warners, your Bobby Wagners of the world here. You're looking at guys that it really matters what system they play in that, that, will, yeah. that will determine how good they're going to be. Exactly. Exactly. But you know, it's going to be, it's going to be one that we ain't talking about that's going, you know, Going to surprise people, it's going to shine. Yeah, yeah it like, happens every. I like, yeah, I like Dean Winters late in the draft. Like he played really well in the in the, in the playoffs, college playoffs, as a two hundred thirty pound linebacker. And I mean, playing the first of all, any linebacker that plays in the three three five in college, you you a dog. <laughs> Let's start there. You play, he played yeah. in the three three five, in college. So that right, that right there tells me that you can play. Uh, from a coverage perspective and a run stop perspective, you can play. You can play really well and fly to the ball. He's a really good blitzer too. That's one of the thing I like about him. He's a really good blitzer. So I think somebody getting him in the six or seven round could score a, a solid linebacker, and they don't even realize until he gets on the field. Were they stacked three three five? Were they stacked? Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yes. Wow. That's what I said. It's so amazing to me. Like, like, and like I said, he 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 shined. Like he popped on every play. Like he was around the ball every. Single play in both in both playoff games. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's a lot of hype about Jack Campbell. I mean, you you buying into that? Like, so a, I mean, it, look, look about the, look where the program he comes from. I mean, they they breed they breed that type of player. You know, he gives me a, he gives me some he gives me like Vanderish vibes. Yeah, that's what they said. Yeah. They give me like vibes. Oh. Give me like Vanderish vibes. So I mean, Vanderish still getting it done in Dallas. So I mean, he can in that system he can play well. It just depends on where he goes. Who drafts them? You know, it, a lot of people talk about Overshown too. They say Overshown good, depending on what system he plays in, he can be good. He's an athletic guy, you know, because I mean, you probably, these, this you know, draft class <laughs> averages about, probably about four or five in the 40 from the linebacker yeah. perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So they can, these guys can run. Like I said, they're a little bit undersized because like, like quite a few guys are, you know, there's nobody over 235, you know, from, from a lot, from a large perspective. I think Sewell, I think uh, Campbell and a couple other guys are in like the 235, 240 range, but everybody else is either 230 or below. So they, I mean, almost like got, almost got like safety bodies, but they playing linebacker. So I mean, that's not to say they can't put on a little few pounds to play in the league, but you know, just coming out, you know, day one, they're not, they're not heavy guys, but they can, but they can run like lightning. I'm big on Henley, and I think when you talk about value later in the draft, I think Aubrey Miller later in the draft, Jackson probably State. in the fifth. You'll you'll get that set, that James Houston type of ability to produce. I mean, he was a power five guy. Um, you know, had some issues that he ended up having to come uh, you know, to Jackson State. One thing you know, he gets downhill and he hits. That he does. You know. Um, that he does. And so I think he's going to be uh that that 
late second, third day, but he could end up being a very serviceable uh, linebacker in somebody's system. And, and like you said with Jack Campbell, he's just tried and true. He, you're going to get what you're going to get with him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's not going he, – he, to me, if you look at Cincinnati and you look at the linebackers that they have, he fits a a Cincinnati type linebacker. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah, he, def, he definitely fit blue collar, blue collar. Yep. Yes, I agree with that. Super consistent. They're gonna yeah. make the tackle. It's not gonna be a lot of uh, forgetting, forgotten plays, coverages. They just gonna be where they're supposed to be each and every time, and they're just gonna be secure tacklers. And and that's all you really need. To, uh, and you can say this: the name of the game is to tackle somebody. It's not to do anything else. So. If you're doing that, you're doing your job. I like it. I like it. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see how things shake out, man. I think there's it's an interesting class. Like I said, I think these guys outside of maybe the first two, like I said, Henley and Simpson, probably maybe go late second, early, late first, early second time frame. And everybody else probably more of a mid-round guys. Um, but we'll, you know, again, it just depends on what your need is. And if you're definitely in the need for an interior linebacker in your system, there, this is one of those guys you can pick up. You know, but again, it just depends on what style and what body type and what uh, level athleticism you need for your defense. It depends on who you will actually draft. But like I said, I'm, in, I'm, 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 I'm intrigued by Noah Sue because I think he's a thumper. But, like, he's a good run stopper, but I think his his, his knock and his, his weakness in his, in his draft profile is his, his coverage ability. So he's definitely yeah. a one-two, or first down, second down linebacker, but third down, uh, I don't know. Might want to plug in a safety in the spot, you know, in third down, but you know, if he can he can get that right or, or get better at that, I think he'll be, a, he'll be a solid player as well. I mean that family, yeah. that lineage right there. I tell you that they get down, they get busy. So yeah, I'm definitely intrigued by him and where he goes later around. So we'll see, we'll see. But anybody got anything else before we wrap up? This All has right. been a great show to yes, make indeed. it to 100. So appreciate each and every one of you gentlemen for hanging with us, being great host, uh, great analyst, and and jumping on here. Uh, you've made it extremely fun so this has been a great time yes definitely appreciate everybody coming through man appreciate everybody has been holding us down throughout this entire process for to make us episode 100 and to 100 more you know saying so we hope you're talking uh lean in and be available you know to you know so when we can you know calling y'all for that much needed knowledge for your teams and your perspective you know it's definitely a, a added bonus to this the podcast man so we appreciate y'all for sure for doing y'all thing man and it's always a pleasure I want to thank uh I want to thank Rail for uh Javon Hargrave. <laughs> <laughs> As you, know what? you know what? I was gonna leave you alone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was, so when I when I was talking about Reddick, I was gonna out about him coming off the edge. I was gonna mention Brock Purdy, but I was like, you know what? I ain't gonna do that. You know what I'm saying? And then he, <laughs> he, he says, you know, thank you for Javon Hargrave's and eleven and a half sacks. At yes, indeed. Added to the already crazy defense that they already got. Yeah, that I know. I, I know. That's 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 crazy, right? That's crazy. I say I was not pleased by that. But, yeah, yeah. But I mean, if you get Jaden Collins in, in, in his place, then I think you'd be all right. Yeah, well, him and Jordan Davis. I'm telling you, that'll be that'll be good for the future, man. So we'll listen, see. Yeah, listen, they both need to be smacked in the back of the head if they give up any yards in the middle. <laughs> for real. Oh. Right, right, yeah, right. You talking about that's a that's a good that's a almost six hundred that's almost seven hundred pounds in the middle. Mm. For y'all defense, that's crazy. It's 
crazy. My, yes. Keep my linebackers clean. You know how we used to do. Keep ah, my exactly. linebackers You know, clean. I love that. I love <laughs> that. Keep keeping them big hog models off me so I can make tackles. Yes, sir. That's all I need. That's all I need. So, yes, man. Appreciate everybody for coming through, man. As always, like I said, each and every Tuesday, we're back down here at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on all your popular platforms you get your podcast from to the, to the panel. Kurt, Kurt, you're killing me, man. You're killing me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this dude's name. I can't. I can't with him. Man. Hey yo, man. <laughs> I just came with this dude, bro. I'm, I'm trying to finish my outro, and here you go. I see. I see. That's what. See, this what I got to deal with every week, y'all. Y'all understand this? Y'all watch the show, anyway. But again, appreciate everybody coming through with episode 100. Like I said before, um, if you have the ability, man, to donate to the to the cause, man, is like I said, one of our young ladies in the Lakers Nation, man, her, her nephew was killed in a car accident. Uh, they have a GoFundMe. They're trying to raise money for his, his death and his support for his uh, home-going services. So if y'all can help out, the link is in my Twitter page, at Lockdown Defense on Twitter. Uh, it's pinned to my t- Twitter profile. The link will be in the description of the video if you want to get it from there. If you can donate, please do so. And um, and we'll definitely get those proceeds to, that, to the family and help them out. But as always, man, until next week, I'm Coach Kurt. I'm Coach Defense. That's Coach Kurt. To the rest of the panel, Coach Mike Dub. And Russell DK5, my guy Coach Trez, Coach Rail, Coach D Bear. We appreciate everybody coming through, man. Until next week, we'll see you when we see you. Step up and lock it down.